Well, uh, I'm going to finish it off with uh, Wolfman's Got Nards. I'll be back. Get away from her, you bitch! We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome back. This is Sequel Harder, the podcast where we analyze good movies and their awful sequels. My name is Dave, and I am joined, as always, by Eric. Coming at you. So, uh... We watched The Mummy this week. Yeah. <laughs> your pie, I love your pie. So we watched The Mummy. Uh, yeah, so this week we decided to watch the uh, Mummy series from 1999 onward with Brendan Fraser. And we decided to include the Scorpion King in there because it's in the same universe. It has one of the same characters. But not the sequels of The Scorpion King because those only came to DVD. Right. Um, what is your history with The Mummy? First mummy I saw in a theater, and me and my friend, and I think like some couple were the only people in there. Really? And that was because I, I went to see it. For, I, I remember all my friends went to go see it when I was sick, and then when I, I finally convinced another one of my friends who had already seen it to go see, we had nothing else to do that day, and we were like, "Let's." Just, I was like, "I didn't see it. People said they like it. Can we just go watch it?" Right. I was like, "I'll pay for you to go see this," <laughs> and he was like, "All right, fine." So we went, and like I said, we were like it was like a four screen theater, like this tiny four screen theater in Walnut Creek, and and um, th- there was like us, and then some couple behind us, and I think that they ended up even just like leaving because they were like weirded out that there was nobody else in there. So at some point, it was just like the two of us just watching this movie in the theater. Oh, that's funny. I definitely saw it. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater. Um, oh, you'd remember. I guess. It's that. <laughs> it's that. It's that. I mean, it memorable. Was, it's in the late 90s where I was watching a lot of stuff in theaters, especially, you know, big tentpole movies. Yeah. But I just, I can't tell. And I, I'm sure I saw it once or twice since then. Yeah, of course. Um, I have never seen any of the other ones. I saw The Returns in theater. Yeah. Mummy Returns. But none of the other ones. I, I, I actually even forgot that the third one even had Brandon Fraser in it. It's right. like. I thought it was just sort of like, oh, they're doing a mummy thing. Like, yeah, they're just yeah. like saying, like, continuing the name. And then when we went to watch this, I was like, oh, wait, the third one actually has him in it. Him, but not Rachel Vice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll get to. Oh, I know. Weird. Yeah. So The Mummy came out in 1999, directed by Stephen Summers, who directed the second one as well. He is known for Catch Me If You Can and Deep Rising. Yeah. What a weird combination of yeah. movies. Uh, the budget. Was eighty million, so I mean that's a good budget for yeah. a, an unknown. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think it made? A, a good amount, and it's nineteen ninety nine, so it's it's starting to be when movies are making a lot of money. I'm going to say domestically, what was the budget again? Eighty. Eighty. I want to say it made a hundred and ninety, or a, maybe a hundred and eighty million. Uh, hundred fifty five. Okay. But it made 415 worldwide. Yeah, that's... And apparently, the day after it opened, the producers called up Stephen Summers and said, we need another one. Yeah. <laughs> Get to work. Yeah. Uh, IMDb... Started- that's got to be the greatest feeling in the world. Oh, yeah, right? It's like... I remember, uh, like, 
prior to like the internet stuff of like um like box office mojo or some of those other ones i remember kevin smith one time was talking about how like like that drug of like calling your agent every 15 minutes and be like what are the numbers what are the numbers like Mm -hmm. when something opens to see like oh it's you know it made another this much or it made another that much like yeah i remember listening to a whole episode of his smodcast where he talked about uh the one where the couple makes a porno yeah yeah and how that opened and he was really disappointed with the box office yeah yeah went on for an hour about it i'm like whiny little (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like what do you expect it's a it's it's a dick and fart joke movie it's like (laughs) with like mainstream actors right of course it's not gonna look IMDb says, an American serving in the French Foreign Legion on an archaeological dig at the ancient city of Hamanoptera accidentally awakens a mummy that wreaks havoc on him and his crew. It's not entirely accurate, but okay. Yeah, he doesn't accidentally awake it when he's there the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, you see a face in the sand, but that's about it. He doesn't wake it up. Yeah. If If he left and never came back, that mummy's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And... I guess I could have told from the uniforms, but I didn't realize he was in the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. I mean, I, everyone was speaking like different languages yeah. and, and, and you could tell by the uniforms. It was. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently, you know, reading the stupid trivia stuff, an American wouldn't have been allowed in the French Foreign Legion at that time. Early 1900s? Yeah. Really? Uh, that's what somebody said. And everyone on the I internet's right. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> and they're on it. It didn't say anything about them being on an archaeological dig they were just fighting yeah i think it was just per what i would just say maybe it's world war one or something no idea yeah no idea why they're there they're just fighting and he happens to run into this tomb area and the other people get scared off because of it. yeah like that little bitch benny yeah (laughs) (laughs) that guy pissed me i know he was so (laughs) annoying i kept being like this movie would be fine without him yeah and his his accent was so bad. Yeah. You're with me on this one, right? Oh, your strength gives me strength. You know, he's like... The subtitles I was watching kept saying he was speaking like Hungarian in the oh, beginning. Really? And I was like, is he? Like, <laughs> like th- that makes even less sense. Like, who is this guy in the French Foreign Legion? Like, this Hungarian... Like... So, oh, but before that, before we catch up with the French Foreign Legion, we do the backstory on the mummy himself. Yeah. Hotep. So back in back in ancient times, they never really give good. Do they give it years? I don't. I don't remember. think they do. Well, they might. Yeah, I they can't might. remember. But it's so this dude Imhotep uh, gets caught with the Pharaoh's girl. I was kind of confused. So she kills herself. Yeah. Well, or only only, only because they get caught. Yeah, and he, caught. he gets away, and and she's gonna kill herself knowing that he can resurrect her. Oh, I missed that part because I didn't have. I didn't have the subtitles on on this part, so I yeah. didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so then he – yeah, he gets away somehow and he's yeah, got yeah. his band of priests with him or yep, whatever. Yep, yep. And they're trying to resurrect her yeah. when the, the guard guards catch up to him. Catch him. Yeah. And, and then this is what I love about all these movies. And by love, I mean hate. They sentence him to this – The humdai. The humdai, which yeah. is they're going to mummify well, – they, they wrap him up and then – let the scarab beetles eat him, yeah. which supposedly, because they're giving him a spell, is going to make him live forever, but in this tomb. So he's going to be trapped forever under this tomb. Yeah. But if he ever got out, he'd have like unlimited power. It was to remain sealed inside his sarcophagus, the undead for all of eternity. The Magi would never allow him to be released. 
for he would arise a walking disease, a plague upon mankind, an unholy flesh-eater with the strength of ages, power over the sands, and the glory of invincibility. Well, I don't think I don't think necessarily that, that he derives his limited power from that. I think it's more because he was a very accomplished, like high priest, oh. who I think had powers before. Okay, and to me, I thought for some reason I thought it was the the fact that they were doing this to maybe the maybe, power, maybe which should make sense. Cause yeah, it's like I mean that's risky. Yeah, <laughs> when you're when you're when you're when you're existing in a world in a universe where where the Egyptian gods do exist and are granting like supernatural powers it's like then yeah i mean he's he's a before he's dead he's like this high priest that like knows all these spells he's essentially like a sorcerer of ancient egypt sure all right i'll give you that and they were sort of like we're gonna make you live forever but it's in a box being eaten but if you ever get out it's like (laughs) then look out (laughs) you've got all your prior skills and you're on you're undead and yeah well we're not gonna be around so whatever yeah exactly with that so yeah so rick Rick O'Connell, played by Brendan Fraser, stumbles upon this place, and then we cut to some time later to uh, Evelyn, who is played by Rachel Weiss. And uh, there's another thing that kind of bothered me about the first two movies. She, the, her opening scene is her in the library, and she does this dumb thing on a ladder and knocks over all yeah, the books, yeah. all the bookcases, which kind of is like, okay, this is her character intro. She's a klutz. Mm-hmm. Or she's sort of a catastrophe. She's chaos. Yeah. Never comes up again. Yeah. Except maybe the time when she's leaning against the secret door and falls through it. Yeah, yeah. I see I see what you mean. I, it's almost like that, yeah, they were intending the character to go somewhere yeah. with some sort of like... And I, I totally forgot about it because they never come back to it. And then the kid does it in the next movie. Yeah. He knocks down all the... In the same way, he knocks down all the... Uh, pillars. Just, he's just as klutzy as she. <laughs> what? Yeah. And then that never comes back. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? This is a simple, this is simple movie writing. Yeah. It's not that hard to keep yeah. a character consistent. So anyway, her brother, uh, who's one of these uh, happy con artists, con artists yeah. always looking for the rich, you know, get rich quick scheme. He's got a treasure map, which apparently I guess we're led to believe originally came from Rick. Because when they, yeah, he, it, well, that's the thing is he stole it from Rick in a bar. Ah, that was the same bar that Rick got in trouble for and went to prison. Yes, which which when we get to that scene, yeah, and the, the prison guards like, where are they taking him? To be hanged. Apparently, he had a very good time. Like I don't know what he was in for, and then they're like, but apparently he's being given the death penalty. Right. He apparently had a very good time, and I was like. Is Rick a rapist? <laughs> like, right. It's like, like what what kind of crime would you get like beheaded like, or like hung for? Disorderly, but like yeah. what? Like, yeah. Like you'd have to do something pretty bad in like 1900s Egypt to get like hung. Yeah. Or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they. But he knows where the city is, so can use the map. They can't really use the map without him. But I guess he, they, I, I don't think Rick knew there was a map in there. I think he just ha- he found that little canister thing, yeah, yeah. and then she opened it and found there was a map in there. But the, for some reason, they, they didn't – they don't know yeah. where to start or – Which I, I – obviously, I saw this movie a long time ago, and then I saw it again. And I, I've seen it a few times in between then. And and the point where her boss in the, the library's like you know head guy yeah. he burns the map right by accident well on purpose that's the thing yeah. I I in my head I was like 
I was like, oh, that's right. Maybe I think he's tied into like this conspiracy of the cover up of or like guarding this right, thing. Right. And then when I was watching the movie again, I was like, wait a minute, that never came up again. Sure did. Oh, did it? Yeah, at the end, uh, they come back in to the thing, the library, and they see her boss in there yeah. with the other with the Oded Fire. Oh, uh, okay. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm part of this whole group trying to stop you. How did I miss that? I must have just stopped watching. <laughs> was this like after the credits or something? No, no, it's like. Two thirds of the way, three quarters of the way through the movie. I oh, you know what? I I I think I stopped because I in my head I was like, oh, the end of the movie is just them getting on the camels, and you see that shot that they had the gold and everything. Uh, and then I think I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> on to the next movie. No, 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 it's before. It's like it's like the beginning of Act Three. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Shit. It's a short scene. Yeah. Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah. Right. Because even watching it. I, I had forgotten a lot of the yeah. movie, so I was watching it, and uh, I see him burn the thing. I'm like, that was on purpose. Yeah, of course. I don't know why yet, but <laughs> it was on purpose. Yeah. Um, you can't be that stupid. You're like, let me get this real close to the fire to see yeah, it better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Paper yeah. catches fire? What? Especially old dry paper? Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 year old. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he should have just handed it to, to Evelyn, and she would have burned it out. <laughs> she would have tripped and fell right yeah. into, the, into the fireplace. <laughs> right. Um, right. So they need uh, Brendan Fraser. They need Rick to take him to the lost city or whatever, Hamonaptra. And uh, he's going to be hung. And so she bribes the warden. And it was so funny because I'm trying to write down this in my notes. And I, I couldn't – the word warden never came into oh. my head. I wrote uh, jail boss. <laughs> jail boss. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that when I was watching it with the subtitles, they kept they, they kept referring like he, his character didn't have a name oh. other than like in the subtitles they just kept referring to him as warden, right? Um, it, so she has to guarantee him a, a cut of yeah. She gives, whatever they give him twenty five percent or something, yeah, and then he he ends up coming along with them yeah. to make sure, and so he becomes yet another comic relief character yeah <laughs> throughout the film only for so long, right? Till his untimely death. Not to ruin this for anybody. That's- yeah. yeah. So uh, they all get on the boat and they run into um, this rival group of uh, treasure hunters, these Americans. And they've got their own guide. Right. And their own guide ends up being Benny, the guy that left Rick, like, to fend for himself out in. Yeah. Uh, like, you know. Yeah, he, he did desert it at the. The, he the Foreign Legion, yeah. He was. He ran away and cowered. Apparently, one of the American guys, one of the actors, had auditioned to be Rick. Oh, that's and they they didn't give it to him, but he liked his acting so much that he gave him this. That's disappointing. Yeah, they're like, you got the part, not Rick though. Rick, <laughs> one you're, of the dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're playing the American that is an asshole. Right. Yeah. So then they're all they're all on this boat together to wherever in Egypt that they need to go to, and the these guys in black who turn out to be the what do they call it the Medjai? Yeah, the Medjai. Uh, storm the boat and uh, burn it essentially, sink it. Um, they get off though, and uh, they're so now they're sort of. So they managed to get like a bunch of horses and stuff off of that boat while it was sinking, which is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah. Considering it's got to be deep enough for the boat, and the horse would just drown if it. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? It was, they were in like a shallow river, actually, so it wasn't yeah. that bad. It would have to be like a flat bottom boat that, like, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they're sort of two camps now, you know, Rick and his gang and the Americans. They're trying to beat each other to the thing. So they find the city and I guess the way they had to find the city was they had to go to a certain point and wait for the sunrise. Yeah. And then what? This whole city appeared? 
I think it. I think it just becomes obvious where it is. Okay. I think it exists. I think it always exists there. I don't think it's like it, it appears. So you could reach the. So you could reach it. You just wouldn't know where to go. You wouldn't see it in the distance except for at sunrise when the the light perfectly bounces off like okay. the the pyramids. I couldn't tell from the the cut. From yeah. When they were looking to what they were looking at. Whether it had just appeared in. Came into existence. I think it's just be based on like, a, oh, the sun's perfectly aligned and it yeah. like bounces off. Otherwise, it's like it, the just it's. I don't know. It's you can't <laughs> see it. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, they find the city. They start digging. They go finding a bunch of stuff, and um, and then bad stuff starts happening. So let's see. The first, I think, the first isn't the fat guy to, the first guy to die. The warden. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he goes off on his own, and he's prying these scarab. It's like blue gold scarabs, like gold. off off the wall, yeah. And then it comes alive and goes he, up under he his through skin. his chest, yeah. and then he he gets into his brain, and then he runs into a wall screaming. <laughs> right. The Americans are di- they're trying to pry open a certain wall, and they're like, "Oh wait, get the servants to do it." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they all get hit by acid. Uh, and <laughs> Rick or somebody says salt acid. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck is salt acid? Yeah. And I looked it up and pressurized salt acid or something. Yeah, pressurized salt. I'm like, is that even a thing? But I guess there's just there's something called acid salt. Okay. So I guess that's what they were talking about. But let's just say the scientific <laughs> rigor in these movies is not Well, it's it's also a world that exists in magic. Come on, just chalk it up to magic. I know. Yeah. If you can't explain it through magic salt acid. <laughs> just chalk it up to magic and move along. Although apparently I was reading the trivia today on the third movie where they had all those like uh crossbow traps. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I watched that I was like, mm, really? But apparently that was pretty true. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Yeah. So more true than I. <laughs> that's that's something you could kind of rig up. The with thing that is, technology. all of these traps in in any of these movies, Indiana Jones, Larry, they would not last that like, long. Exactly, you got two thousand years, three thousand years. There's nothing like no spider webs mechanism like, yeah. is going to still work, and yeah, like everything rotting and breaking down, like all the wood components. And <laughs> so, bunch of stuff happens, and they find Imhotep's tomb, and separately the the. Americans, group of Americans, find the book, the Book of the Dead. Yeah, and uh, Evelyn. Why, why would you keep those things so close to each other? I know they're like, okay, the only thing that can get this guy awake is this book, <laughs> and we're going to put it fifty yeah. feet from him. And the key that Jonathan had, yeah, was that the box that they had at the beginning, or was that another? Thing? That was that box. That yeah, was that box. it flipped open and became a key. Right. Yeah. With the map inside. Yeah. It's like we're going to hide this map on how to get here inside <laughs> the key, but the key is going to be. In the place that it already the map leads to. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm here. I found I know, it. Like, well, oh, this map would have been useful like right. six weeks ago. Is the map of like the tunnels inside the building? No, or? I think it's just a how to get to – it's like a map of the area. Okay. Whatever. So uh, Evelyn steals the book from the other team and uh, they open it with the key, right? Yeah. And then she starts reading the chant and wakes up the mummy. Yeah. Good job. Which when I, whenever I think about this movie, I always think about like, okay, so this movie and the second movie, they always have like these hidden areas that are lost in time, like hum, right. like Hamanatra and like and the Oasis. And I'm like, this movie, this movie would never play, and it kind of still doesn't play even in that time period, uh, where you could just get into a fucking plane and just fly <laughs> over and be like, oh, there it is, oh today, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. But even then, they had they had they had, they planes. had planes, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It's like uh, that's why I thought that it came into view at sunrise. 
you know, like that was the only way to find it. E- Egypt's big, but it's not that big. Not that. And they're not going to build anything that far away from the Nile. It's not going to be, oh, it's 500 miles from the Nile. It's like, no, not really. Like, they need, they're kind of sustained by that river. So yeah, everything yeah, needs to be within like yeah. 100 miles. It's in it's the like, middle of the Sahara. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So now uh, Imhotep is uh, arisen, but he's he's all kind of decrepit. Yeah. And he's got to get his body back. So he, he starts like sucking the life force out of people and taking their eyes and taking their tongue and all that. I was kind of impressed by the uh, the visual effects for 1999. That is – yeah, that's a good point. These movies rely heavily on the visual effects yeah. and the CGI. And I think you're right. For 1999, which is the early – when you could get away with this stuff, the, yeah. the visual effects for the most part were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we'll get to the second one, <laughs> the ending. But, yeah. But uh, I, I read somewhere what's, – what's his name? Summer? It's like – Yeah, Stephen Summer. Stephen Summer. That uh, that Industrial Lights and Magic, who did the, the visual effects for these movies, they uh, they gre- they created a system or a scale based off of him, which was uh, the first – the bottom of the scale was what the shot required. Uh-huh. The second part of the scale was like um, – like the computer's working their hardest they possibly can. Then the next scale was like the computer's catching on fire. And then the top of the scale was like what what uh, Sumner would ask for. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Can you imagine how hard this stuff was to do back then? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So they had Imhotep is a completely CGI character walking around. They're doing close-ups of him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen worse stuff in Rogue One. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right. So then Benny, uh, being the servile little leech that he is, he starts working for Imhotep. And uh, I guess they're – I guess now Imhotep wants to bring his girlfriend back to life. Yes. That's his main thing. Yes. And he wants to use Evie's body to do it. Yeah. He's going to bring her soul back from the underworld and put it in her body. Right. Uh, at first, when they learn all of this, like Rick wants to split town. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. We're not doing this. And she's trying to convince him, look, he realized that he's going to take over the world, right? Yeah, yeah. This is your problem. Uh, but the only – I guess the only reason he – the only reason he decides to stay, well, one's for her. But then the other thing is like someone says, yeah, he's going to like suck the life force out of everybody who found him. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, oh, OK. I guess I got to – Well, just the people that opened up that. His, people that opened his, up his sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I guess when I was first watching this, I was sort of in my head. I was like – if he can regenerate, why does he not – why does he need her body? Why doesn't he just dig up the – and then regenerate her body? Right. But then I thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. That's that's what the curse was is that he's he's undead essentially. His like body can't die. Right. And so she obviously doesn't have that curse. So her body's dead and cannot regenerate. All right. So that, that's, that was what I chucked it up to. <laughs> I didn't think that – Deep about it, but I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad it worked out because they, they they do they do specifically mention that the, his soul is separate from his his eternal body. Yeah, and so there there's there's scenes where he's like mostly regenerated, except there's like a hole in the side of his face. Like yeah, yeah, Harvey Dent, um, and that that again that looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know, and apparently you know the actor was running around set with a big, you know. Oh, tracking marks, and yeah. green stuff on his face. You know? It's pretty good, yeah, yeah. So he comes. It, He's in the same hotel, I think, as they are. Benny Who, brings the, Benny, Benny brings, brings them back to the hotel. To the hotel. How, how Benny knows what hotel they're at, I have no right. idea. And he he sucks the life force out of the American that he had taken his eyes. He'd already his taken his, his eyes and his tongue. Yeah. yeah. And then he tries to take Evie. 
they they escape and then like they they get away in the car. Oh, by this time he's got like an army of drone people yeah. following him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the the largest group of ugly Middle Eastern old dudes <laughs> walking yeah, down the street, yeah. uh, chanting Imhotep. And there was that, that's the one where they've got like the the, the boils on them and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imhotep. <laughs> when they they come up to the hotel and uh, Jonathan is out trying to get to the car, yeah, and he sees them coming, and he just kind of stops and he's like Imhotep. I know that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> all right, I like that. But that's like a Shaun of the Dead, Rich. If you just, yeah, exactly. you just act like you're a zombie, like, and... I'll do it on the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's the day. And so they get in the car and they get away. But then the the army of uh, people finds them and surround them. And uh, Evie decides to give herself up to save the rest of their lives. Yeah. So she goes back with Imhotep. Rick. Knows, oh, so the guy with the plane, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He played Dr. Bombay on Bewitched. Yep. That was awesome. He's my favorite guy in this movie. Uh, he flies. For the Royal Royal Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. And he flies Rick and Jonathan and uh, Oded Fair. I don't yeah. know what the character's name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, he didn't even have it. They never called him by his character's name in the film. I don't think so, yeah. Not until the second one. And he, so he's got an old biplane and they've got Jonathan and Oded Fayer strapped to the wings. And I'm like, I, I don't know about that. Like, these, Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just fucking with all the yeah, like, aerodynamics yeah. of this plane. <laughs> well, then it's like you've got this guy who lives out in the desert, like strapped to this plane, who's probably never been on a plane in his life <laughs> right. before. He's never been higher than a camel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's just holding on for dear life. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, Imhotep sends a big sandstorm after them, which was kind of a cool effect. He's got his face in it. Yeah. You know? They fall out of the sky. They crash. Uh, pilot dies. Like, all right. Well, but he wanted to. He, he, yeah. He he accepted the mission based on the fact that it was like, like, what, like the chances of survival are very limited. Yeah. He's like, excellent. Right. <laughs> so what's your little problem got to do with His Majesty's Royal Air Corps? Not a damn thing. Is it dangerous? Well, you probably won't live through it. Why, Joe? Do you really think so? Well, everybody else we've bumped into has died. Why not you? What's the, uh, what's the challenge then? Rescue the damsel in distress, kill the bad guy, and save the world. Oh, ha, <laughs> Winston Havelock, at your service, sir. <laughs> He's just this old British pilot dude who all of his friends probably died. Yeah. Like, you know, in some sort of piloting, like, wartime story, and... And now this is his chance yeah. to go out in a blaze of glory. Exactly. So they hike the rest of the way into Imhotep. He's got Evie chained to the slab with the body of his dead girlfriend next to her. And he's starting starting the spell. But doesn't her body wake up at some point? It does. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly because she fights her. Yeah. Yeah. I forget exactly how that happened. The the, the girlfriend wakes up. They have a, like a knife fight yeah. with her and Evie. Oh, right. Because they have to get the golden book, the book of Ra. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that has the spell that will turn Imhotep mortal so yeah. he can be killed, which is hilarious that uh, he comes back in the next movie. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's like, we need you to start the next one. Yeah. Like, what do I make it about? Just make it the same thing. Over. <laughs> Just make it slightly different. Exactly. Uh, and see. add the rock to it. Right. Right. So they finally kill him. Oh, so she, she, she does the spell and this like ghostly chariot comes out and like, 
goes through him and now he's and they're like well it didn't kill him and she's like no 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 it just made him mortal he still yeah, got a yeah, stab yeah. him they, so. they took his soul away his his like undying soul away or right. something so they stab him and then of course benny uh hits the switch because he's trying to loot the place and yeah. he, he puts his bag on the switch which turns on the whole yeah you know, of course wall and benny freaking trap but you know he gets his comeuppance. He's the only one left in there, and he gets devoured by the scarab beetles. Yeah, like we said, the CGI is pretty good. Yeah, what I thought was interesting, I had to I had to like look closely at it when we first see Imhotep walking around. The way he moved reminded me of claymation. Okay, stop motion stuff. So you looked into it. I looked into. I just looked at it further. I'm like, okay, no, that is actually CGI. But the the way they've got maybe it was the frame rate or the shutter speed on it or something. Maybe kind of made it look. That's possible, yeah. They didn't want any blurring or something, yeah. so they shot yeah. it at like really high frame rate. So, which I thought looked good, you know, or a shutter speed. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. Or, or they, they, they didn't. Well, I don't know if they were. They probably weren't using mocap at the time, so it's like recreating body movement. And so yeah, it may have just been like as yeah. the like when, naturally when you animate something like that, there's almost like a very like staccato movement right. to it because it's like you're just guessing if at you're like doing the, the leg moves this much and this much. Is, yeah, exactly. I don't know how I don't know how they were doing it at that point. There's no spontaneous fluid motion. It's more sort of like computer timed step motion kind of thing. <clears throat> they didn't have all the physics models exactly. Like they do now. <laughs> it moves an equal amount each frame. Yeah. Benny's character reminded me of Peter McNichol from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Basically the same character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie looks really good. It does. It, and it visually it holds yeah. up. Aside from a few shots. The, the only thing I think that, that doesn't really the, – the, and again, at the time it was great. But I'm saying now, the only thing that I think that doesn't hold up is the, uh, the sand mouth. Was, yeah. a, was a little bit plasticky, sure. like for now. Yeah, for for the time it was good, right. but for now. And the other time is that the the face and the mummy looks really good and realistic until he starts to stretch his mouth at certain points. Yeah, he does that big open like oh big. Jaw but that's open. when it, like yeah. that's when they were just doing like for CGI they were doing like just cheap like warp imaging rather than right. like making a mouth that opens wider. They just were like stretching the image and it just looks like crap. Yeah. I like the bit in the final fight scene when uh, uh, Rick's kind of on the ground. He's being held down by a couple of mummies and oh, his sword's yeah, out yeah. of reach. But yeah. the mummy hand is going at it. Yeah. And as soon as it grabs it, he grabs the hand. That's like that's like Evil Dead-ish. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, and then he does a bit where he's running around a corner out of shot and then he kind of just yelps and runs back. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. It's like Han Solo. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the one – Bit of trivia I found interesting was that uh, Brendan Fraser almost died in the hanging scene. Really? Yeah. Like, oh wow! They left him hang there too long, or they didn't have the right harness, or oh, something, yeah. like we're actually going to put this on your neck. Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll call cut. Right? But what are you? What yeah. are you doing? I thought you guys knew how to do movie hanging. I know. Um, which again, that hanging scene. So they it drop him off. Pretty real, the thing. yeah. What's that? It looks pretty real. Yeah, it looks pretty real, and. But the thing is, they drop him far enough that it would have snapped his neck. Well, that's, that's why the warden's like, oh, it didn't snap his neck. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what does he got? I'm sure some people survived. It's, Maybe. That, I, I remember reading about how... He does have a pretty thick neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's, he's a stocky dude. Yeah. He, um, I remember reading about how... Uh, where was it? It was some... I think it was in the UK or something where they actually had to change the law. And it was originally like, you know, for this crime, you'd be hung. Yeah. And they would hang the person and then like their neck wouldn't break. Because most of the time what kills you is the neck breaking. Right. And if, if they give you enough... 
if they give you enough drop. Yeah. But the person survived, mm-hmm. and then they were like, well, you served your sentence. We have to let you go now. Right. Like, we can't kill you again because you like you completed your sentencing, <laughs> you which was hung. to be hung. It's, yeah. So they had to say, I hung until death. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's why they put that, that in there. Uh, yeah. So anything else on this one? No. I mean, it's it, – I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it it brought me back to 1999, and like I said, a lot of it still holds up visually, and the story is fun, adventurous, compelling, and it's it's got a little bit a little bit of romance and a little bit of uh, a, like a lot of action and and nothing. I mean, like it's not meant to be scary. It's not meant to be like even even the original like mummies from like the 20s and stuff like that. They're still meant to be a little bit more horror-like where it's sort of like the mummies lurking around in the crypts and it's yeah, yeah. like this is just more sort of just pure action. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, I if I had to give it something and you do I'd give it a seven. Seven. Okay. I don't think it's any sort of like classic movie that'll be talked about mm-hmm. for the but it's like if if I if I see it on TV I'll watch it just just because it's like there's some parts that I like about it. And I like the Egyptian stuff and like, you know, so visually it looks nice. Yeah. I watched it. So I watched it with Melissa and then I watched it. I kind of scanned through it again to take notes. Mm-hmm. And I, both times I was like, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's enough that doesn't make sense with the movie and there's enough that it's just. I just like Brendan Fraser. It's it. He's yeah. he's he's fun to watch in this. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's sort of like aloofness, yet like he's very heroic and right. Yeah. To me, he's always playing a character. Yeah, you know, and it feel it doesn't. You don't. You I, don't, I don't think he. Him as the, you don't think he embodies Rick the same way that like uh, Harrison Ford embodies Indy. Well, yeah, but that's that's nobody does. No, right? of course. But like, yeah. yeah, but even he doesn't embody Rick the way Angelina Jolie embodies Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a bad. That, 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 that example doesn't hold that up. Doesn't yeah. hold up. Um, but, but I know what you mean. You know, I, he I just get what you're feels saying. like he's Brendan Fraser playing a character. Yeah, but that's but that's fine. He's okay. Which is hilarious that they, in yeah. the in the reboot they cast uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, which right. is I, that's my complaint of Tom Cruise <laughs> is that Tom Cruise is just playing Tom Cruise Tom and everything. Cruise, yeah. So I, I the first number that jumped into my head was five, and then I went back through all of my ratings and I said. Does it match with all the other fives? And it did. So oh, okay. I stick with the five. Okay. Like it's fine. And I like I like I said, looks great. The effects were amazing for its time. Yeah. The sets are great. But for something, I just like I don't really want to watch this anymore. No, it's yeah. it, and that's the thing is that movies nowadays they like they they have to be more than just that action romp that that they had to be in the nineties. Yeah. And I but and again I see what you mean. But I, I, I would say that it has a nostalgia for me. It still holds up you know, in a lot of the visual effects. Sure. And so I, I give it I give it a good yeah. score. I think we should also I think we forgot to we forgot to mention that we're not doing did we mention this? The the, the reboot mummy? Right. Because because we're we're pretty sure that's gonna get expanded into something. Yeah, like, well so it it's part of the, the universal of monsters the, universe right, like exactly and and we'll cover that at some point. It didn't do very well, so I don't think they'll expand it from that storyline. They may do something else with it. Yeah. I don't I, know if it'll continue with that. I but I think that it's one of those things where you, you remember the movie Monster Squad? I haven't seen it, but I know you Okay, so so I think it's the it's gonna be something like that where each one of them gets their own yeah. movie because they've already had the Dracula one. Yeah. And then I think they're they're working on a uh, Dr. Jekyll movie. Mm. 
and I think that they had the mummy one. And I think all of those at some point will get folded into some one big movie kind of thing. Like Frankenstein as Nick Fury. Exactly. (laughs) And so, no, I think uh, Javier Bardem is like, Oh, that's right. Frankenstein or something. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be good, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that like that to me is like a universe that will cover on itself. Yeah, yeah. If they manage, if, if they manage, I think they're going to. I think they, that they are over too with Dracula and mum and uh, mum. No, I know that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things where I think they'll just keep trying it. Yeah, because it's 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 IP that they already own, and it. I wouldn't be surprised if it bolsters like like toy sales and like when you factor in the movie it might not do a lot but it's like also there's like universal picture studios that they make rides based on stuff like that and like themed like park sections and stuff Mm -hmm. i I think that 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 expanding that world makes sense for them financially for that reason more than just like these movies are making a ton of money like oh yeah definitely i mean i i was i go to the hollywood horror night and they they had a whole haunted house based on the dracula movie yeah yeah nobody saw <laughs> no of course i know <laughs> okay so that, that finishes so what give me give so, me the uh what do you want what do you want to guess i want to guess the rotten tomatoes okay so imdb was seven out of ten. Seven out of ten okay rotten tomatoes i want to say was 68 percent. pretty close 57 oh really yeah oh wow that's worse than I thought it would. Yeah, me too. Because I, I thought it was well received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it. I thought it was like people liked the movie. Yeah. I mean, it it doubled its. But again, we're looking at critics, and critics are like, yeah. Oh, it's not. Critics like are looking at like yeah. I'm looking at it. It's just a popcorn <laughs> flick. <that> it, <laughs> is. it doesn't have Jurassic Park style visual effects from five years before. Yeah. What else? What is, Jurassic Park, right? That was then. Um, Nineteen ninety nine movies. Yeah. What else was? I know Matrix came out. Well, yeah. Matrix was amazing. The Sixth Sense. Interesting. Um, Blair Witch. (laughs) The difference, though, with The Matrix is that all the visual effects in The Matrix, the first Matrix, none of it tries to be recreations of a person or a person. They do that in later Matrix movies. But the first one, they never try to recreate people-like things. It's always like the world around them is... Yeah, you're probably right. I don't... I I know that they they do a whole digital Neo for the second and third movies. But but for the first ones, it's all... A lot of it is practical effects of like wire work, of her jumping across the... Or the the, you know green screen work or something like that there's not a whole lot of like cgi characters in the first right. and they didn't do a good job with it in the second one no they didn't. it's <laughs> terrible it's god awful it's worse than yeah. uh, the mummy it's about on par with this, that scorpion king shot in the oh. film. <laughs> so bad. right so as far as like big well star wars episode one came out that year so that was a big special effects thing. yeah well, ilm was busy that year <laughs> Being John Malkovich, I mean, it's a big, the Green Mile, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it kind of just it kind of got swallowed up by some big movies. Austin Powers, a spy show. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Giant. Um. Okay. Oh, uh, the world is not enough. Oh, is that the one with uh, Denise Richards? Probably anything other than she plays the the scientist. Yeah, Doctor Christmas or whatever. Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. I thought Christmas only came once a year. Oh my god! <laughs> Characters created just for wow, just for funny. that joke. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies and the Thomas Crown Affair came out the same year. Yeah, I remember there was. I heard that um, Thomas Crown Affair had a scene where he was, you know, at a 
an event where he had to wear a tux. Yeah. But because of his contract as James Bond, he can't wear he a can't, tux yeah, in exactly. movie. So, so they had to like take put, the tie put a off. bow tie on or something. Or some, like, some weird basically thing. Basically, they loosened the tie and opened the button. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Oh, Wild Wild West came out that year. You know what I really learned recently? We're not topic here, but what I learned recently was that so the, and for Bond, the, the character uh, Pussy Galore. Yeah. Was originally, I guess, in the book was a, was a lesbian, mm-hmm. and the the title referred to her and not like yeah, yeah, and uh, and Bond fucks her straight, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yep, Ian Fleming did not like lesbians. I'm sure. I can, there's a lot of things that Ian Fleming did not like. Yeah, women, lesbians, other races. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Mummy Returns came out in 2001. Uh, again, Stephen Summers directed. He also did Van Helsing and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra and Odd Thomas, which I think I've seen. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's I, – I started to watch it, but I didn't get through it. <laughs> then you realize who directed it. And yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this one had a budget of $98 million, Yeah. Up from $80 million of the first one. It's not that big of a jump from no. – for like a movie they, they're like clamoring for a sequel right. for. It's right. give it to us. What do you think it grossed? Because there was a long, I know that there's a long lead time between that one. Was it 2001? You said, yeah. So two years. So yeah, and then 2008 for the next one. It probably didn't. I'd say it made some money. It, it was. It was. You say it was 90 something. 98. Million. 90 million. I'm gonna say it made 110. 202. Really? Shit. Yeah. Okay. And another 433 worldwide. Wow. So, yeah, they were, they waited a while to do the yeah, next yeah. one. Maybe because they couldn't get Rachel Weiss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they got her for the second one. Well, be, but the, oh, between. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, please come back. Keep, keep making these. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm making the fountain with, <laughs> with my husband. The uh, mummified body of Imhotep is shipped to a museum in London where he once again wakes and begins his campaign of rage and terror. So we uh, get another flashback. This time uh, the rock uh, sells his soul to Anubis, I guess, to defeat his enemies. Yes. And then Anubis takes his soul. I like the rock. Yes. I think he does a a lot of fun movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll basically – he'll say yes to anything. Yes. Um, But this – keep in mind – I feel like you and I are saying this about later rock. Later rock. Yeah. I think early rock was like did whatever he had to do to make it into like from wrestling into the industry. Yes. And this is an early role for him. This is early, like I think that this is the first. Yeah. I, re- I remember seeing this oh. and being like the wrestling dudes in this. Like my prop, my main problem is that he does not look like he should be there. No. He's a Polynesian Islander. I, well, he, <laughs> he's ambiguous. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. I know. Yeah. At best, he's Native American. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is nowhere near the Middle East. No, of course not. So. And then trying to watch him in the Scorpion King movie. Oh, well, how about how about the, the, the British villain in the Scorpion King? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this dude looks like he just stripped off the street of London yeah. like 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 30 minutes ago. And, like and they like Colin shaved part Farrell of his hair. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it did feel like Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our Scorpion King background. Um, now the, the O'Connell family, all three of them, are exploring another tomb. And this opening scene, I hate when they do this because you know it's – as the scene plays out, you realize that the thing that they just did was stupid. Yeah. So you're seeing – we open on Rick 
and he's got his gun out and he's creeping down some tomb yeah. hallway and then he hears a noise and he gets startled and it's his son, well, six-year-old. Six-year-old. To, whatever. Yeah, older than that. Like Ten-year-old, six-year-old. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Toe-headed, you know, yeah. Alex. And he's like, oh, you know, Alex is like, oh, I found this or you should come look at this or whatever. And Rick's like, no, no, no. I got to go here. You go back up to the to the main room and wait. And I'm like, if – Rick thought it was dangerous enough to have his gun out. Yeah. Why, why is, is he kid? sending his kid off on his own? And who the fuck are these other people that are ra- ra- like raiding this tomb? Right. Like, yeah. And they were like there to kill them. Yeah. They weren't there just to raid the tomb. They were there to kill the O'Connor. I know. <laughs> so Did weird. we ever find out who they were? I, don't, I forget. I, I think they were hired by that uh, – the guy digging oh, up Emotep to make yeah. sure that they didn't like come and stop them or something. Right. Because they come back later and – yeah. Yeah. They they ask for money on the train and then they get, yeah, they get devoured. Th- thrown to the yeah. thrown to the mummy. Thrown to the uh right. So now Evie Evie's starting to have visions. Yeah. This this whole thread to me was just so weird. Right. Because she's, she's supposed like, to be a reincarnation of Nefertiti. Yeah, and she and she never realized that before this point in the movie. Right. Like all of a sudden, like I'm in this tomb and I'm starting to see flashbacks and yeah. it's like it's like that's never happened to you before. It's like you've never mentioned yeah. that like – Oh, sometimes I relive the life of an ancient Egyptian <laughs> woman occasionally from time to time. I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really mean anything. Uh, and there was a one flashback of her like having a knife fight with Imhotep's girlfriend. Yeah. Just for fun. Well, she's the uh, the Rachel Weisz is uh, she's her her re- prior self is the daughter of the pharaoh that gets killed. Oh, was it the daughter? Yeah, I still didn't have. Uh, yeah, Sometimes. it's the daughter of the of the pharaoh. Okay. Yeah, and then the pharaoh is going to marry that other woman, right? And and be and it's going to be her new mom, her new stepmom. <laughs> That's great. And then they make a sequel to Stepmoms with <laughs> Zom, or like Dude, Mummy Julia so Roberts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but she sets off a trap, and uh, so the whole place gets flooded, and then the columns all fall down like the bookcases in yeah. the first one. And oh, so the the bad guys come in, and the kid. Is he kind of hides, but then he starts shooting at him with his slingshot until yeah. they finally catch him, which was fine. stupid. It's like, yeah, just it, they would have never found this kid if he wasn't just like shooting rocks at them. Right. It's like, yeah, this kid, <laughs> you're about to go on a rant now. <laughs> well, kid, it's hard to get good kid actors, it is, it's yeah, it's tough. I, I understand that. That's why you just don't write the character, don't as a write kid. the character as a kid. I, I appreciate the fact that like they have a kid in there, they have a son, and he's supposed to be like learning all this. Yeah, archaeology and they're teaching him stuff, and he's really smart, and I get that. But it just comes across as freaking Anakin Skywalker. Yes, you know, it just this. Uh, it was it was super annoying. You, a lot of times, when like I feel like listening to these movies, you you get a sense that like with those kid actors, the same thing with with uh, you know Jake Lloyd and and Anakin, and then this kid, and it's like it. You get that weird thing where it's like. You feel like in mixing the movie, they had to boost their dialogue, and it's like this weird, loud, quiet when they talk. Oh, like that—that that sort of kid acting, where it's okay. like yeah. everything is sort of like this, like, and it's like <laughs> it's like monotone, and then like the the intonation is quiet, but it's it's normal if not loud volume, <laughs> and it's almost like that, like the kid was just like doing a shitty job, and they were just like just boost it louder, louder, like make right. it sound normal. Like they can't get the boom all the way down to his head. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's recorded really low. So they end up uh, surviving that. Yeah, they end up surviving. Uh, the other, the bad guys dig up the 
Imhotep. Yeah, they but, they're, but they're like on the other side of – Yeah, yeah. somewhere else. Uh, they dig up the, the Book of the Dead and the Book of Amun-Ra. Yeah. They get attacked by beetles, but I guess they got they pull out flamethrowers or yeah. some shit. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of bad. Oh, so they get back. They, uh, the O'Connells find – this box with the bracelet of oh yeah um, yeah of this uh, yeah. oh no it's like the bracelet of the scorpion king scorpion. Or oh yeah you're right it's a scorpion king yeah so they take it back home their home is a freaking mansion well that's because they found all that gold I know right that was worth yeah. a lot Holy yeah cow. <laughs> well they had an entire uh, like thing of gold that they they were taking on like three different camels. I thought – how much did uh, Benny get out? He had been loading up like yeah. – that was like his like fifth trip of was like just, loading okay. gold. I like, just remember that he takes one out and he goes back in and then and then he doesn't get that second one out. I, th- I think that he had done he had, several trips okay. and then he was just exhausted and he put right. the heavy gold on that thing to rest. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think each camel had like a – like uh, each side yeah, had like a notice. pouch full of – like a big pouch full of gold. Right. Which that would just break the fucking – like if you had <laughs> – if you had people and that yeah. much gold on that camel. Yeah. All right. So they had a lot of money. They bought this gigantic mansion, which I guess part of it was used in the first movie as the museum or something. I'm sure. Yeah. They bring this bracelet back and, of course, Alex puts it on. puts it on and it locks on his wrist and starts showing him holograms of somewhere in Egypt. Yeah. And now it's like the bad guys come for the bracelet. They have a big fight. Why would you if, – if, if you wanted – okay, if you're the guy, the bad guy digging up Emotep, yeah. why would you send these two idiots to go get the bracelet? Why not – at, at that point where they were digging up Emotep, they probably had 60 people there. Right. Go send like 10 people that are like even like better, more competent than these two idiots. Well, they sent quite a few actually, didn't they? They just sent these two guys. No, there was a whole – like, well, no, but like a whole team shows up after a few minutes. Maybe. And like the big – the main bad guy is there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they get away with the chest, which Alex had put like a, a cup in or something yeah. to make it heavy to seem like there was something in there. And uh, they think that that's the bracelet until they get it back and it's not. You know, I thought they were going to take Alex there, but because he did the switcheroo, they didn't, uh, they didn't get him. Eventually, they get him. Yeah. And they're using his bracelet – to find what the Scorpion King, right? Because yep. they want it's the, no one. They, they no one can find this oasis that the, uh, the yeah. They want Imhotep to kill the Scorpion King or the Scorpion King. To kill they want him. yes, because the Scorpion King. Uh, let, let me break it down here. <laughs> the Scorpion King has access to Anubis's under underworld army. Ah. But anybody that kills the Scorpion King can then take over his control of the army, right? And the only person they think is capable of even being able to take to kill him is uh, Emotep. And they haven't met Rick O'Connell. <laughs> they, they have not. <laughs> and you got to consider what's that? What's that? That that saying where it's like, uh, not necessarily the same, but it's just sort of like, it, as good as you think you are, there's always someone better than you. Yeah. So there's got to be someone better than Rick O'Connell. It's like, yeah. It's like. Oh, the only person who can kill it's it seems like Rick did a pretty fairly easy job on killing him. It's like Yeah. There's gotta be at least ten thousand other people that probably were like better fighters than him that Right. Yeah, he kind of just stumbled into the first Exactly, movie. yeah. But now, now in the second movie, Evie's having visions, so she's some some special person. Yeah. Remember she just said her mother was Egyptian. Yes. And then Rick in the third movie, he's got the 
it's the second or third movie that he's got that tattoo. The second movie. And yeah, and yeah what was that? So he was he he was. He's this, this one, he's, an, he's an American, but now that in the second movie they've established that he grew up in an orphanage in Egypt. That's yeah. why they're like he's like he's like oh and this, the orphanage they grab me and they slap this tattoo on me. It's like right. I'm like what fucking orphanage are you talking about? <laughs> like, but not only did he have the tattoo when I guess it was uh, Fayed who says um he gives him some sort of yeah and like pass call and response, call and, response yeah. and he does it and it's like what they taught you, they gave you the tattoo they taught you the response but they didn't tell you anything else right. about yeah about what the responsibility is so or, now both him so he's a magi it's like, yeah are the chosen ones yeah <sighs> artith that's his name and then it's yeah and it's uh and they're sort of like oh this whole thing was foretold thousands of years ago it's like what <laughs> right like there's going to be a country called America and there will be a man that comes from there and he will save the world yeah. with oh, this Egyptian reincarnated woman. Yeah. And then that was the um, – in the Scorpion King, she's like, he cannot be killed by your hand or the hand yeah. of anyone you command. Yeah. Oh, come on. Of course, that was his bullshit. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now we've got the girl who I guess is sort of the reincarnation of Imhotep's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anaxunamun. Anuxuna Moon, she same actress. Yeah, yeah. But it's not her. But she's willing to let Anuxuna Moon's spirit take over her yes. body. Yes, because she's totally into Imhotep. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really was. I, He's got such a sick body. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen how ripped he is? I like, didn't understand what her deal was. Like, where yeah. did she come from? Was she like a direct? She's descendant? just into bald dudes. She just like random. I don't know. They, they just they found the reincarnated woman, and she has the 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 visions and and memories, and she's really in the emotep. Yeah. Okay. Back to the bracelet. The bracelet is giving visions of where to go, like the next step, the next yeah. step. Yeah. But and they, you only got five days before you're five dead. Five days before he's dead. Right? Yeah. And he can't get it off. If you don't get into the temple within five days of having putting the thing on, you, you die. Right. This bracelet has a gift and a curse. The sands of time have already begun to pour against you. Yeah, yeah, I already heard this part from the minute I put the bracelet on. Seven days do I have before the Scorpion King wakes up. Did you also hear that if you do not enter the pyramid before the sun strikes it on that very morning, that the bracelet will suck the life out of you? That part I missed. Hey, wait a minute. That means I've only got five days left. And I believe it would be best if I do not get lost, don't you? My dad is going to kick your ass. So, so they're taking trains everywhere. They're taking trains and they're yeah. going and uh, the bad guys have Alex with the bracelet and they're taking trains and uh, Rick and the gang are following them however they can. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they all make it to the Oasis. That scene where, where Alex escapes to the toilet. Man, I, I, like he, he's on a train and he notices – like he's got to use the bathroom and he, he flushes the toilet and he notices that it just opens up to the ground. Right. And so he moves the toilet out of the way and climbs through yeah. after pulling the, like the train stop thing. I was like, I don't care. I don't care how bad I want to escape. I am not climbing through <laughs> a 1920s shitty like – Egyptian train toilet, and that was like that was like a train spotting toilet. It, yeah, it was exactly. Shit smeared all over oh, the wall. Yeah, I was like, apparently, no, the, sorry. the handprints of shit were the director's handprints. Oh, really? 
<laughs> yeah, and like he just yanks this toilet off of the like that's probably bolted to the floor. Yeah. Like granted it's you know, an old train or whatever. Yeah, he just like slid it or something. I have replaced toilets. It's not that easy. No, I know. <laughs> it seems like this was just sort of like a broken down toilet that was just like sitting there. Right, it's like- right. Speaking of which, they um, when I was in Finland, one of the guys I was working with took the train from Helsinki to St. Petersburg. Yeah. And he sh- he sent a video looking down through the toilet and just seeing yeah, the tracks go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they do it. They yeah. just sort of – just there's no point. I mean yeah. now they have – I think even even now some of the trains still just open up to the ground. Really? So yeah. Yeah, so Alex is is I like this about his character. He was being smart. He was leaving breadcrumb trails. Yeah, yeah. Wherever he knew that they would go, he would kind of carve that city. The next the temple of where they're going. Yeah, and uh, then they would Early, know yeah. until they get found out. Which I don't care how good you are at knowing your temples. You'd be like, what is that? <laughs> it's like, no, it's just sand. That, that first one looks the same as the second one. Are we going back? <laughs> like, I don't understand where we're going. Right. So they get to the oasis, but the spirits there, I guess they start to attack all the bad guys. But then uh, they still have to get Alex into the temple before. Yeah. Sunrise. But, but the, you're skipping over the part where, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but they, they get that hot air balloon. Mm. Yeah. They got to have a, a flight in each. Izzy, the guy, the, yeah. The, yeah, the the hot air balloonist. That's, right. And this guy, so again, Rick has. Rick's got some sordid past with like some weird yeah. connections to some person. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to fly. He doesn't want to do anything with Rick because he'll get shot because he yeah. gets shot or whatever. Whatever it is, whatever you need, I don't care. Forget it, O'Connell. Every time I hook up with you, I get shot. Last time I got shot in the house. I'm in mourning for my house. Remember that bank job in Marrakesh? Bank job. It's not like it sounds. Uh, it's exactly how it sounds. I'm flying high, hiding in the sun. The white boy here flags me down, so I fly in low for the pickup. The next thing you know, I get shot. I'm lying in the middle of the road with my spleen hanging out, and I see him waltzing up with some belly dancer girl. Belly dancer girl. Izzy, I think you and I should talk. As long as I don't get shot. Quit your whining. You're going to get paid this time. Uh, yeah, he was pretty fun. Yeah, he is. So he's got a, he's got a dirigible. I, I liked his eye patch that he didn't need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes him look more debonair. It's like, yeah. So I guess he's got, you know, helium or something in the – Yeah, he, he kept he kept complaining that they were like – he's like, it's not hot air. It's gases. Yeah. Like, But so they crash and Rick's like, you got to fix it. You got to get it going again. And he's like, what are we going to do? It's hot air? I'm like, yeah, do it. So I guess he he pulls a Scotty yeah. and manages to rig up a hot air balloon. Engine. Manages to create his own helium. Yeah. He found a natural vein of helium <laughs> he tapped into in the desert. Yeah, it was that scene where they're going through like the – the narrow valley yeah. above the river and the and all those like little the there's little monkeys water. and stuff and it's like yeah. in the jungle it's so weird that whole part I was just sort of like this is stupid fast <laughs> forward this <laughs> yeah seriously. just give me to the temple right it's like all you care about is that the, these movies have the temple in the beginning the mummy gets out they get chased around for a bit and then they're back at the temple yeah so okay so that's the temple uh, Imhotep's girlfriend is there I guess she's been soul replaced now revived yeah. or whatever and she stabs evie yep i said i wrote down asshole puts on the bracelet so i forget which asshole was uh i think it was maybe the the imhotep's top dude the leader of the bad guys yeah that guy yeah. the 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 dude with yeah the dude with the little soul patch the, du- the dude that looked like a real life jafar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly uh 
and I said it. Uh, he sticks his hand into the Scorpion King's hole. <laughs> right into his hole, and the color temperature shifts from thirty two hundred to fifty five hundred. Yeah, and then it just then it just eats his arm. It's like, yeah. what? Why would you do that? What were like, you if expecting? You, if you to want, happen? if you want people to come do that. It's like if the oh, purpose yeah, yeah. is to take that, why would you fucking eat their arm? Like yeah. I don't. <laughs> you're punishing somebody for for like I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of like sac- like oh you have to sacrifice, you have to sacrifice your hand yeah. for, and then you're then you're at a disadvantage when you fight the Scorpion King. I guess who knows? Right. So Scorpion King shows up, and uh, I guess he uh, gets in the middle of the fight between Rick and Imhotep. Yeah. And they figure out that the staff is a spear that can kill the Scorpion King. But, of course, the one who kills him is going to command his army. Yeah. So they fight over that. Uh, and then eventually Rick uses it to kill the Scorpion King. I, I, I honestly remember being in the theaters when this movie – we, yeah, we never talked about what our connection was to this movie. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, not. <laughs> no reason to. I remember being in the theaters and I had forgotten about – the rock in the beginning of the movie oh right. and i i remember everyone in the audience as soon as the the, the scorpion king steps out uh-huh. everyone just started laughing <laughs> at how terrible the cgi was yeah and then it was this because you never once see him as a half scorpion half human right in the beginning it's just all of a sudden he yeah, shows yeah. up and he's like that and people were like what the fuck is this yeah yeah, and apparently they they like they finished that effect like eight days before the movie. Oh, I'm surprised. It looks yeah. terrible. It's yeah. it's the worst shot in in all of the movies. Yeah, yeah. It just looks so rubbery. Right, and it's just like smooth skin. And, yeah, yeah. That was bad. It could have just been the fucking rock steps out and he's buffed his shit. <laughs> right, and he's got like he's ready to fight. Whatever. So he's yeah. got some scorpion themed weaponry. Or yeah, something, you know, whatever yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. This movie, I mean, the first movie was heavy CGI. This one, I think they pushed the limits a little further and they came out the worst for it. Yeah. It didn't quite look as good, especially with this particular shot. It, they, they, uh, it feels like, if this movie feels like, that whole part with the Scorpion King man feels like a, uh, the, the, like Wild Wild West, oh, where it's yeah. like the producer being like, there has to be a mechanical spider in it. Yeah. It's like, whatever you make, there ha- it's almost like what you're, you, we're making the Scorpion King at whatever point in the movie, I don't care where it is, we need to see a Scorpion King. Yeah. And I mean a Scorpion King. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> like he gets that note like a right. week before the movie's ready to like, just swap out The Rock with a Scorpion King right. at the end. Oh, The Rock, by the way, we don't need you to come in. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to scan your face. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and uh, and you'll grimace. He won't say anything. Yeah, it's like he's credited as the Rock in this and Scorpion King, not Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And at least on the Scorpion King, I don't know if it was on this movie too. It, I guess it sh- should have been. Vince McMahon is credited as an like an executive producer. Oh man, I, I wouldn't. He owns the name The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that if if. Uh, any of those at that time, at least, maybe it's changed now, but I wouldn't be at that time. Be I wouldn't be surprised that at the time anybody that was a wrestler had in their contract that he's like attached to anything they right. do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they win, and um, the whole oasis gets sucked into the pyramid. But Izzy managed to make a hot air balloon, yeah. and he saves him. Uh, but and then uh, Jonathan steals the. Uh, 
the big diamond at the top of the pyramid. Oh, right. Which makes them even richer for the next movie. <laughs> right. Like, insanely rich. He doesn't, he does another diamond at the end of the third one, right? There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. like a, a, some sort of. Right. Because yeah. that was when you were telling me it gets set up for another movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was like, oh, Jonathan does something with this diamond and ends up in somewhere else having some adventure. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. So we're at the, we're at the end of the month. We're at yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if there's anything else I wanted to bring up here. Oh yeah. When they're flying in the dirigible. Yeah. Uh, Evie falls over the side. Yeah. Oh, cause she's having that vision. She's having the yeah. vision. And you know, Rick grabs her in one of those sort of impossible last minute grabs. And then they just cut to her being back on the thing. Like they don't, they don't show. I thought, I, I thought there was like her, oh, they don't show her, but I saw, I remember a shot of her being dang, like dangling. Yeah, oh yeah. They dangle. But they just cut to her. Oh, they don't funny. show her getting pulled back on. Oh. I was like, that, well, he's Rick. He's that's just, the, he's, he's, that's the part you want to see. I'll save you. <laughs> oh, and the dirigible has a turbo boost. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what he used to make his hot air balloon. Just <laughs> turbo boosting yeah. until the hot just air. Shoot, shoot the hot air up yeah. instead of back. That's not really how turbo bros work. It's like you just can't have a flame coming out of the back of something that pushes it. It's, yeah. not, it's not a rocket. It's like it's right. It's not a rocket. You would need so much like thrust in order for that <laughs> exactly. to happen. Not just like a big fire that comes out of the back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Uh, what did you think? I thought that it it could have been better. It could have been for the first movie being this thing that was just sort of like a fun adventure. Mm -hmm. This was like a lot of the same shit rehashed and it was not well done. And the character additions of the Scorpion King were weak and stupid. Also Alex. Uh, yeah. And Alex was just an obnoxious character. And no, 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 I missed. And it just, it dragged. The, the complaint you had about the first movie, I have about the second movie. It just, it's boring. It just yeah. drags on. So many shots of like going from temple to temple and oh, he's here. He's going here next. Like, right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that, that, that whole jungle scene with the monkeys and everything. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> that just reminded me of um, in uh, the last Star Wars movie. Or it's like the oh, the, yeah. the animal chase scene or whatever. It's like yeah. where you're like, there's no point in having this. Like, just move the story forward. Like, don't make this this like CGI animal attack thing that right. that for some reason Hollywood has to put into every fucking action movie <laughs> is some sort of animal attack like CGI scene. Yeah. So yeah, that's I. They could have compressed. What's what's the movie? Two hours long. This one probably. Yeah. They could have compressed this down to an hour and a half. Easy. This one is so the first one was 124 minutes. This one's 130 minutes. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, they could have cut this down to like an hour and a half, and, yeah. and been it's like a tight 130. Hey, take Move, out, moving on. Yeah. Take out everything with the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to try to do that. I want to try to edit this movie. <laughs> yeah, and just remove every reference to him and just see how much or how little it makes sense. Yeah, because other all than, scenes of him talking or then referencing. The, like, I mean, the bracelet is the key plot yeah. device, but yeah. 
All right, if I had to give it a number, I'd give it a... It's not terrible. It's not good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going between four and five. Yeah. I don't... I... That's where I am too. Yeah, I'll get a five. I'll yeah. just be I'll be generous. Okay. Five. Yeah, I I landed on a four just because it wasn't quite as good as the first one. Yeah, for me. But you gave the first one what a, a six? five five? Yeah. <laughs> you you're telling me this now. Now reevaluate your system here. Are you telling me this is one step down from the mummy? Yeah. All I, right. I, all I right. felt. No, I, I'm not, you, okay. Actually, I actually scored them the same at, at first. first, and then you were like, I, I was can't like, do I that. Can't, yeah, that was. Just be, I don't know. I don't know why. For some reason, I was not in the mood for these movies. You know? Oh, so now I got to fucking catch you in the right mood. Watch something to give <laughs> no, them the proper like, score. Yeah, just like watching them. I'm like, I'm not. I know. This This is not This yeah. is not one of the more fun, like, ones we've had to do. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, it just, it fit into the right genre of, yeah. like, action movie that from the 90s that we hadn't done a whole lot of. Right. So, All right, so, so let's see. Uh, what do you get? What do you want? To, what do you want me to guess? The Rotten Tomatoes or the IMDb? Uh, let's see. Which one is more surprising? Uh, why don't you guess? I'll give you Rotten Tomatoes at forty-seven percent. <laughs> Let me know what IMDb was. Five point eight. Six point three. Okay, it's not bad. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's okay. I I can accept that. That's fine. Yeah. Right now we're talking about the Mummy. Colon, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, which came out in 2008, uh, directed by Rob Cohen, and this is the third dragon movie he directed. <laughs> so he did Dragon, the Bruce dragons. Lee story, Dragon Heart, and Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. He loves dragons. Also Triple X. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, uh, yeah some, isn't there like some sort of dragon logo or something for that? Or it's like flames uh, it's and like fire. flames, something. Yeah. Why not? Budget was $145 million. Wow. Like 50% more than the last one. Yeah, and it, that's weird that they put it – it came out like six or, six or seven years yeah. later and they were like, we need to throw money at this. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, what do you think it grossed? <sighs> Terrible. Um, well, I'm sorry. What was the – $145 million. $145 million. I want to say it made $85 million. Domestic. $102 domestic. Okay. But still over 400 worldwide. Yeah. Because, like you said, this is probably the first one that went into China. <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, when I was telling Dave earlier that it was like I looked up the first two movies did never open in China, and then this one opened in China. And I think it made, it didn't make a whole, it didn't make like an insane amount of money, but it made like 14 million, mm -hmm. which is a good chunk of change for like China, like yeah. at the very beginning stages of, of, of them allowing, because I, I mentioned this before, China only allows in so many American movies per year. Right. And so I feel like I think this this movie was was an attempt to like break into the Chinese market by like let's take the Egyptian theme we're gonna spin it to Chinese we're gonna get like a Chinese star and they're like Jet Li and then we're gonna like build this whole backstory and and we're gonna just do big things in Asia and then not so much not so much <laughs> let's lose forty million dollars yeah well domestic. IMDb says, in the Far East, Alex O'Connell, the son of famed mummy fighters Rick and Evie O'Connell. Now, is is he oh, – I know she's famed for being a writer at this point. Is he famed? Who knows who he is? He's killed the same mummy twice. But who knows that? <laughs> who knows that? 
Nobody knows Mummy that. enthusiasts? Yes. No, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows that a fucking mummy died. He's fucking rich, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's famed for being, like, just rich. He's what is he, a Kardashian? It's like, yeah, seriously. Uh, unearths the mummy of the first emperor of Quin, Kin, a shape-shifting entity cursed by a witch centuries ago. Oh, yes. So this one has Michelle Yeoh in it as yes. a witch. Yeah. She's great. I just watched the uh, season of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. She's in. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that was her. Yeah. That's good. I actually yeah, yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. So now in our flashback, which, as you said before we started, takes a long time to get through. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> The first two movies, it's, it's maybe a six-minute sort of like opening story. This yeah. one was like 14 and a half, 15 minutes long where I was just like, what is – like this is this is a whole part of a movie like of just yeah. getting into this story that has nothing to do with the mummy or nothing to do with like – Right. So yeah, instead of a mummy, like an Egyptian mummy, he's this sort of terracotta warrior, yeah. Chinese general, uh, emperor guy. So Jet Li takes over China. Uh, he wants to live forever. He finds a witch, Michelle Yeoh. She falls in love with his general – so that's not good. Yeah. We've seen how that goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Recycling the theme. Yeah. She uh, casts a spell on him and she does it in Sanskrit so that he doesn't understand what she's Yeah. Saying. I don't understand. Like, so obviously we've established that that Egyptian magic exists mm -hmm. and they're using Sanskrit for this, which is like what, Indian? It's like – or it's like sort of – Yeah, I guess it's that area. That area like – or like Nepal or but some, sort of, somewhere yeah, that. Yeah, Sanskrit sort of, was like the first written language. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think it, I think it's sort of like around the area of India. Yeah. So you're telling me there's no like Chinese magic or something? I don't understand. So well, I think there is, but I think she, she used specifically the, used the Sanskrit language so he wouldn't know that she was cursing him. Okay. Also, the, the spells in this are just literally her just saying words. It's like and it, it kind of was in the Mummy, but at least it like when you see it translated, oh. it like the, the Sanskrit one, it's literally her being like, "Put a curse on him." So then you're like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> like, so if I just say that in English, like, "Dave, I'm putting a curse on you so that you may never die," it's like, "All right, I'll take yeah. that curse." <laughs> Again, cursing your enemies with uh, vast amounts of power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and his soldiers. So, so, oh, because he has her, her, her lover, the general, yeah. uh, drawn and quartered, and so she curses him, and well, she does it actually before he draws and quarters yeah. because he wants he wants her to be with him. I thought it was a neat thing there because he 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 shows her the general, and he's like, "You stay with me, and I'll let him live." And she's like. Nah, you're yeah. never going to keep that promise. Yeah, He's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. Okay. That's the backstory. Now we've got- That's the backstory that took like damn near 20 minutes right. to get it. Rick and Evelyn, who is now played by Maria Bello. Oh, God. I mean, I don't dislike her. No. Obviously, she. I think that she- she's great. Like, I was like, oh, she's attractive and she's okay at acting. Mm -hmm. But like, you can't, you can't take- At the time- Rachel Weisz, like, evolved into, like, a very prominent, popular actress, yeah. and then now you're just replacing her with someone who I have no idea who this woman is. At the time, right. At the time, yeah. yeah. That's true. If I had seen this at the time, I would have been, like, weird. Looking at it now, and it was funny because 
I have never seen this before. I hadn't even looked at the IMDb page before like two days yeah. ago. And when I saw it, because I didn't, I didn't know, like, like you said, I didn't know whether Rick was in it or how much yeah, he was yeah. in it or with the son. And I saw the description and I was like, oh, so we just follow the son. And then I start reading down the thing and I was like, oh, no, Rick's in it. Oh, Evelyn's in it, but it's Maria Bello. Yeah. She's not even British. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. Uh-huh. So the movie kind of hangs a lantern on it. I know. And I, I hate when they do that. Yeah. She like, she, she's like purposefully looking down to obscure her face. Right. She's giving a, a reading of her book and, and you, yeah, they don't show her face until someone asks a question about, is this book about you? And she's like, we're all dying to know. Is the Scarlett O'Keefe character really based on you? Honestly, I can say she's a completely different person. And it's, it's like that wink and nod of the yeah, camera. Right. So, yeah. so having said that, how weird that is, I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, like she did. A That's good what I'm job. saying is I, I, yeah. I have no problem with the job that she did. I just yeah. don't like that they replaced. Just as I mentioned to you, like just write her out. Write the character yeah. out. Yeah. Obviously, Adrian didn't want to be in Balboa. So, or the Talia Shire didn't want to be in Balboa. So they just wrote her out. Mm-hmm. They weren't like, oh, well, we're going to go get, like, you know, Diane Lane to play. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, right. Write her out completely. Have her do one day of shooting to say, like, oh, I can't make it on this adventure. Yeah. Right. Or have her die or just she's busy or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And like you said, she's an expert on Egypt, not on China. So. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she is an expert on my Chinese is rusty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is because you're too busy fucking reading Egyptian all day. <laughs> you know, that's hard. Yeah. These ancient languages are hard. Seriously. You don't, can't know all of them. So, yeah. So they are the, – the, the deal with them, Rick and Evelyn, is that they're bored. So they're very bored of their adventures. They're bored of the, the not having of adventures. Yeah, lack of adventures. They had made a promise to each other to not do it anymore. Yeah. And they're both like thinking the other one wants to keep the promise more than they really do. Yes. So, talk to each other, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut to Alex over in China and he is digging up the tomb of the Terracotta Warriors and Jet Li. Cut to Alex being a terribly bland character that – Oh, yeah. It's like a shadow of like his father's character. Oh, yeah. Well, I, like you said, it's the Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. Same year, in fact. I, yeah. It, it, I was telling Dave earlier, I was like, I feel like this is the Indiana Jones 4 attempt to be like, okay, this took so long to get this made that obviously Brandon Fraser is expensive and he's aging out of this. So let's just get in somebody younger. So we'll make the kid college aged and then it's like he'll do all the adventuring for the next three movies. So, Yeah. But you say, but Brendan Fraser's aging out of this. He still looks 20 years old. I know. He does not look like he could have a college-age son. No, I know. And like both he and Maria Bello like are only about 15 years older than the sex. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> that, that's the funny thing about it is that because uh, the first movie comes out in 99. Another one comes out two years later and he's got like a, an eight-year-old kid. And right. you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the next one comes out like – what it's seven Six, years seven or something years and then and then all of a sudden the kid's like 23 or something and you're <laughs> right. like you're jumping around wildly for these like actors to age into their roles yep so uh alex is in the tomb they discover the the tomb of the dragon emperor he gets attacked by a ninja effectively yeah um rick and evie agree to take this ancient uh jeweled egg thing to yeah. china for the government 
as one last thing. Which is the stupidest setup. They're like, we only trust that you can take yeah. this. Like, we <laughs> need you them. to do it. Yeah. But he's like throwing it around and juggling it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are idiots. You're like, you're testing this meathead to like fucking yeah. take this thing to, yeah. And again, this uh, it's not Egyptian. It's not their area of expertise. Yeah, so apparently after the last Mummy movie, they were spies for the British government for yeah, some During World War II or something? Or... Yeah. Okay, so now we have the Chinese Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, they look – they dress no, like I Nazis, know, yeah. right? And their goal is to raise the uh, Dragon Emperor so he can bring order to the world, I guess, fix the world. He, he can restore China to being, uh, to being a, an amazing country and like – I don't know. He, he, I think he just thinks that China has grown into this like weak, stagnant, like, yeah. order and, and he wants it to like become more imperialistic and like powerful. Right. So, yeah, much like the dude in the second movie. Yeah. He, yeah, he raises them. And, uh, I thought it was kind of funny when, when he first raises up, uh, Jet Li and he's like, I live to serve you. And the guy's like, well, you better, you're going to burn. Yeah. We'll see about that, <laughs> we'll bud. That. Yeah. Yeah, that character is stupid. The, the guy who races. I don't it's like what is yeah, what what you you know that that would be like that would be like saying, "Oh man, I really I really want to like resurrect Adolf Hitler because I know that nothing's going to go wrong with like <laughs> him treating me." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh like, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> he's he's totally cool to all his yeah, attendants. Yeah, like like take take this guy who's a massive dick that's just like <laughs> has betrayed and backstabbed I don't know how many people for his own gain and it's like I'm going to trust him like <laughs> and he'll be good to me. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it turns out the ninja that attacks that attacked Alex is this girl and it turns out later on that she's the daughter of the the witch, the yeah. sorceress, or the witch. Right, sorceress is the next movie. Uh, the witch, <laughs> way back. And so she had uh, somehow made herself immortal. Immortal. But and, there's God only knows why. There's some sort of mountainous uh, fountain of youth that will allow you to live forever. Yeah. By bathing in it or something. I don't know. And so the daughter is the daughter of her and the general. Yes. So 3,000 years ago or yes. whatever it was. Jonathan has a bar in Ch Shanghai now yeah. called Imhotep's. Yeah. Of course. It's all Egyptian themed. Everyone shows up there. Alex shows up there. And I don't know how big a, a Egyptian bar would be in China in like 1940-something. You know, I believe it because that was around the time that uh, – you know, they were discovering all sorts of shit in Egypt, and it would, maybe I just don't know how much Egypt, like Chinese people would be like, "Oh my god, Egypt!" <laughs> like that's so cool. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I, I'll give China credit. They're not. They're not as xenophobic of a culture as like Japan is. Right. Right. Or was. Yeah. Or was at least. Yeah. 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 yeah they built a wall. <laughs> uh, keep keep those Mongolians out. Make China great again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You should make that happen. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> like an ancient Chinese script, you know? Yeah. Picture of the wall on it. Actually, when I was watching the beginning of this movie, they were like, oh, yeah. And he started building the Great Wall with the bodies of his enemies, you know, underneath yeah. it. Where I'm like, oh, I just Google, you know, look up the Great Wall of China on Wiki. I was like, eh, they got most of that right. Yeah, yeah. They, they were, they were, anybody <laughs> that died while making it was like, just throw them in the wall, yeah. man. It's like, <laughs> less material we need. <laughs> 
At some point, you just run out of like stone, so they're just sort of like just yeah. throw some bodies in there and just build it up. Uh, okay, so so the emperor needs to become immortal. Uh, oh, right, because right now he's terracotta. Yeah, it was really funny because I noticed he's like, did he just peel his face off and throw it at Rick? Yeah, you know, and then yeah, he peels his face off, it grows back. He does something else, it grows back. But it's like painful. It's like it's like this like yeah. blazing fire around his yeah. face that yeah. he's like, ah, and then like the terracotta grows back. Right, um, and that was the thing. Gently, well, he's first of all, he's hardly in this movie. Yeah. And second of all, he's not even in it as much as you think he is because the way the way they did the the trailer and the press for it, it's like Chet Lee and the right. Mummy. It's but like yeah. you know, apparently due to his schedule, he can only be there for a little bit of the shoot. So like, there's like the beginning part where yeah. he's himself, and then like the very end, and all of the rest of the you know terracotta stuff is just CGI. Yeah, so CGI on top of some other guy. Yeah, because you you do even then even then. You get an outline of a face once the terracotta mask breaks away, and it's not even like an outline of Jet Li's <laughs> face. That's why I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute. I thought Jet Li was this guy. And I was like, is this somebody else? Like, did I mix up? Who's the emperor? Like, yeah. So everybody's trying to get to Shangri-La. They have There's to, too many things that like ugh. a fountain of youth or fountain of forever, a Shangri-La and like. Right. We have another flying thing. Yeah. And what was it in this one? It was a plane. It was a plane. Oh, they, oh that's right. They take right. that they, guy's plane. They take the guy's plane and they have – there's a cow. They have, No, a yak. They have a yak in there. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like the, oh, that was the stupidest thing in the world when the yak throws up on, on Jonathan. Right. What is that god-awful smell? Yak. Yak. <laughs> There was this. That's the thing. The first two movies are adventures, yeah, with like very sparse comedy thrown throughout. This felt like they were just trying to hammer in comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like with with just like cheesy moments of like levity, where you're like, ah, oh, the yak threw up on him. He's like, yeah. oh, he yacked on me, or like whatever. It and that, John, Jonathan's character is kind of interesting in that in in all the movies, he's got this way of like in their they're they're in the most dire circumstance, and he does something or he sees something and yeah. all of a sudden he's like oh well that was good and his mind is not on the danger yeah, yeah. just like it's really happy about whatever just happened or hey i i read that or you yeah know. it was a really weird character uh so there's a huge gunfight at shangri-la and then ninja girl summons a freaking yeti yetis oh man I, as soon as i was like what like what what i don't understand why yetis have anything <laughs> to do with this movie no and uh He's like, yeah. If she could summon Yetis, why didn't you do that before? Yeah. How the Yetis protect the place while they're setting up the bombs and Right. Yeah, so they're gonna attempt to blow up Shangri La so we can't. They spend they spend probably God knows how much time setting up like explosives to blow up this it's like you could have done something to break down just one explosive is gonna blow up that like and make it impossible for them to put that diamond up in the area that will reveal the path, which it reveals the path. So they got to get this diamond into this holder up in Shangri-La and then a, a the path to the the fountain will be revealed to them. Yeah. It's literally a beam of light that's maybe five miles up a mountain. It's like you couldn't figure that out. It just beamed it to the top of the fucking mountain <laughs> that, that you're already three quarters of the way up. Right. right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, I would have never guessed that it's there at the yeah. top of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, and I was just watching uh, all this footage of them walking around the mountains. I'm like, that's 
fake yeah. looking. And yeah, the whole the whole time I was reading all of the mountain stuff was done on a soundstage and apparently it was super hot. Oh, I've yeah. That they were all yeah. like wearing these heavy coats and they were all sweating too much. <laughs> oh, that, that that's my nightmare. Is yeah. to just is to have to make a movie like that where you know who used to complain a lot of that was the the TV show Mash because they would anytime they would have to film um, like because because in Korea it gets really cold yeah, yeah. during the winter right. but they would shoot these during the summer in like the deserts of California <laughs> right. and they'd have to pretend like like it's really cold and they're all wearing like big fur coats and everything and apparently it was like a hundred degrees out. <laughs> right like that just sounds miserable yeah when uh, I did. Uh, one of the days I worked on the Chance TV show. Yeah, um, we were shooting in this place that wasn't designed to be a studio, right? But they had, they found like a big warehouse or something, and they built the the main set in there. And it was just swelteringly hot. Yeah, right. And so they had piped in. They had like a couple of big AC units outside in the and those big like four foot diameter flexible tubing things to like push yeah. the air inside, and and all those tubings were just pointed in the set. Yeah, so that yeah. In between takes, they would cr- they would like switch on all the ACs and blow a bunch of cold air into the set, and then like like turn them off and then roll cameras and go. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I'm standing there in the grip department offset. Yeah, we don't get any of that. No, of course not. <laughs> it's yeah, 112 degrees in there. It's like oh, I'll throw you like a dollar bottle of water and be like, yeah, hey, be happy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is where they 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 meet up with Michelle Yeoh because uh, she, she's at the fountain. I guess that's how she's immortal. She's, she's just been living at that fountain, just fountain. drinking it up all day. Yeah, and now it starts to get really Indiana Jones and in the. It really does. Yeah, you know, and the fount- like the yeah, because uh, Rick gets stabbed or something, and he yep. has to get the water. The Yetis were, like take them to the. Oh yeah, the oh the the Yetis protect them from the avalanche. Yep, and then yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, there's a magic knife, right? The witch has the knife, or the, 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 yeah, the only knife the, that can kill, can the, kill him, and it breaks. Never. Somehow they break, but uh, Rick and Alex stab gently with the broken with knife. two halves on opposite sides yeah. that fuse it together inside. A, uh, I don't even know. Who knows? Yeah. Who writes this? Then they're yep. like, oh, he attacks him from the front and he attacks him from the back and the knife fuses inside of him. <laughs> it's like, and he's just sitting there just like, this is brilliant. Like, it's gold, <laughs> Yeah, it's gold, Uh Yeah, and that's about it. Except we have the denouement of uh, Jonathan steals the diamond and supposedly does something with it in Peru. Yeah, he, but, that, but that's, I was, that's what I was telling you, which is like, you could tell that they, they were setting like if this was going to be a big hit, they were setting up for some future movie where probably fucking Rick's son goes and saves the uncle in Peru or something. Right? Because he gets in the car and he's like, "I'm tired of this mummy stuff. Like, I'm going somewhere where there is no mummies." He's like, "I'm off to Peru," yeah. and it's like, "Yeah, there's there's like like almost like well, there's pyramids, there's pyramids, and there's mummies. There's yeah. there's essentially mummified like sacrifice like." Sacrificial. I, I think I googled mummy yeah. Peru, and there's like a bunch of like Peruvian mummies. Okay, and so I was like, oh, okay, that's that's the joke. That it's like <laughs> he's going somewhere where there actually is mummies, and he's yeah. gonna run into one. Because you can't trust that fucking guy to stay out of not stay out of oh, trouble. No, he's the worst. He'll always he'll be climbing some fucking Peruvian temple and yeah. and stealing another piece of <laughs> right. jewelry, and then it's like, oh, this is cursed. Because after the first movie, like they get all the gold, but by the second movie, he's already spent it and lost it all. Yeah, and then I guess they get more treasure at the end of the second movie, and then he gets his bar. So at least he's got 
the bar and money yeah. and stuff like that. No, never satisfied. It really is like uh, Indiana Jones too. Also with the uh, the Obi Wan bar, right? And uh, yeah, in like China. Wait a minute! They were trying to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that <laughs> until now. They're, they're, <laughs> the guy was just writing it, just watching it in Jones, and be like, "Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll sure. put we'll put Jonathan in a Chinese bar. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what a coincidence! My brother lives in China. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you got that's to an excuse to go visit him. Yeah, great, sure. Alex in the second movie had a rather strong British accent. Yeah, not so much. Not so much here. Now, I'm willing to forget – well, it depends on how old he was because I have some cousins who moved from Philadelphia to England when they were like 8 and 10 or 6 and 8 or something like that. And they now live in Southern California. They came back after a couple of decades. Thick British accents. Really? Yeah. It's funny. So it's really weird because it's like their mom – Philadelphia accent. Yeah. Their older brother, Philadelphia accent. And the two of them, British, British accents. <laughs> there was an ambiguous thing where, where uh, what's the kid's name? Alex. Alex, thank you. He goes swimming around in that water is, and then he's now with the immortal daughter. But didn't she become mortal? Maybe. I don't know. I thought she did. She I thought they up. both did. I thought they maybe. They both gave it up. Yeah. They, they gave up the mortality. Well, of course they would get it now because the guy's dead. He's yeah. never he's never to return. Need, right. Yeah, I guess. I just remember there was some weird thing where he was like swimming around in the waters and I was like, is yeah. he going to be immortal? <laughs> the world does not need an, an Alex for the next. Oh, <laughs> so. I mean, so, okay. What do you think? Him versus Mutt from Indiana Jones. <sighs> I still got to go to Mutt. Yeah. I think Mutt's more interesting. Mutt's than more this. interesting. He's terrible. He's terrible. But they had more of a character. They had more of a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus just this like not like like yeah. accent shifting, <laughs> like just like self described asshole. Like he's basically like I don't like in the first, in the second movie he's like your mother must be missing you terribly. If you wish to see her again, you better behave. Lady, I behave for my parents. What makes you think I'm going to do it for you? Silence. <laughs> Because your parents wouldn't sleep poisonous snakes into your bed while you were sleeping. I thought that was a pretty good line, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he'll fucking kill you and your parents won't. Right. That's my answer. And then he said he says something to that effect in the third one where he's just sort of the, they're sort of like, you're always getting into trouble. Uh, or, he's like, or he says his parents show up and they're like, we're going to have a family meeting and you're going to go back to college. And he's all like, oh, I've never listened to you and I'll never listen to you again. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, and honestly, it's all Rick's fault. Yeah, I know. right. Because they have this. He, he and Evelyn have this talk where it's like she's like, "It's all your fault." My fault? You're the one that's always smothering him. You couldn't leave him alone for five minutes without wiping his nose. Perhaps I was overcompensating for the fact that you never took an interest in his life. His life was my top priority. How many times I say that, Kippen breaking his neck? A little warmth and encouragement would have been nice. I'm his father. It's implied. Good job, Rick. Bad dad. Bad dad, Rick. Uh, yeah. All right. So what do I... I would have to give this a four. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um, There's just honestly nothing nothing about it that I enjoyed. And I, I was a little bit upset 
that it, it took away and went a different direction than the Egyptian mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like there's there's still something you could have done. There's there's in Egypt. It's just it's it's the mummy. Yeah, just make it in Egypt. It's there's other mummies. It's, yeah, <laughs> you you already you already blew yourself on the first like we two emo taps. Any more emo? This is your chance to not have an emo tap, yeah. and you're like, no, we're taking it somewhere. Like, oh, we can't have emo tap. Like, we're gonna take it somewhere else then. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to like disparage and be like, oh, this is stupid. It's a Chinese movie. It's like no. I just like. Just, I'm more upset that it's not an Egyptian movie. <laughs> you could have put it anywhere else, and I'd be like, this is stupid. Right. Peru. Ooh, Peruvian mummies. <laughs> or, or if you like, if they did like some sort of like um, New York City Museum mummy, like, oh uh, sure, <laughs> that would be terrible. Didn't they do that in Night at the Museum? That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Even then, I'd be like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, it's more just like you're make you're making a movie that is based on the franchise of the mummy that goes back at this point like 90 years, right. like 80, 90 years. Just put it in fucking Egypt. It's not that hard. Or or if the mummy's body gets moved around or something, then maybe wherever, maybe it's fine. But it's it's a mummy. It needs to be a mummy. Yeah, it needs to be an Egyptian mummy. Right. Yeah. Do you know much about the mummy movies from the 30s? Um, a little bit. I've seen them a lot. I, I have a, a collection of old horror movies. Yeah. Um, with all of, like the Belagosi stuff and and um and I, and I. I've seen them, but I'm not like an obsessive fan where it's like I know everything about them and it's like it's I love so like, it. It's like what are the so there's multiple mummy movies. Like yeah, what are the yeah. sort of general settings or plots of them? Are this it always in Egypt or is it the mummy move around or is it always I the same? I think mummy? it's generally they always are going into the, the, the tomb of the mummy okay. and like yeah. I'd have to it's been a lot I, I probably like 10, 15 years since I've last seen any of them. And how does uh, Evan Costello fit into all this? (laughs) (laughs) I I really like the uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. I've seen that one. I did a a week on the uh, Gene Wilder Minute podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, They call it the Wilder Ride. Oh, that's nice. And the first movie they're doing is Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the comments I made was that I thought it was interesting that they went with this sort of Peter Boyle bald head, you know, hair yeah. around the side look yeah. rather than the flat top Frankenstein. And and actually, Alan and Walt knew the answer to this is that be, uh, Universal owns the, the flat, flat top, top, and Mel Brooks didn't want to pay for that. So oh, that's this, funny. This, I mean, Frankenstein and it, and it, is and it just free makes it funny. to use, it's but like, it was yeah. like they can't use the flat top. That's oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense, the flat top head, because it's like, it's just, it's supposed to be just somebody else's head. Right. And why would it be flat topped like that? I don't like. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they, in, in, I mean, the, the, the large body makes sense because yeah, they yeah. have room to like fit everything in and yeah, yeah, yeah. make, make modifications or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but then it's just sort of like, nope, he's got a flat head, flat head, bolts yeah. on the neck. And imagine if you were like obviously he he cannibalized or not cannibalized but he he like recycled corpses right just imagine that you were the head of the at like one point you that was just a dude that was just a guy with a flat who, head who just lived a life <laughs> and then all of a sudden now he's he's his face is forever known as being Frankenstein yeah. Frankenstein's monster excuse me right 
that would just be a, a terrible life to have lived. That it's like you get forget forgotten to the obscurity of time, but no, you're a fucking face. You're right. You're, it's you're not even attitude. remembered for you. It's remembered for Frankenstein's. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. So I gave it a three. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's one one below the the last one. Yeah, yeah. And I think I went uh, two oh. below. So uh, IMDb gives it a five point two. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes? 28%. 13. Oh, I was being generous. Yeah. Yeah, I was being real generous. Right. More than double, though. That's the thing. Like, IMDb, you can sort of see, like, there's sort of a, a pattern or a linear progression to those scores. Rotten Tomatoes, there's this weird, unpredictable nature to it. Yeah. You know? Like, it can be really good or really bad or rarely in the middle and... Just all all over the place. All right, let's do a speed run here. All right, <clears throat> Scorpion King, two thousand two, directed by Chuck Russell. All right, first off, I want to say, before we get into this, I want to say the fact that having known nothing about the Scorpion King, neither one of us had seen this. We went into this being like, oh, okay, well, we got like we got to include the Scorpion King in this because it's based on the same character and it's you know. Right. I watched this before Dave. I almost wanted to call Dave and just be like, don't watch this. <laughs> don't watch it. We're not even going to talk about it because it has nothing to do with the mummy. Yeah. And it is a waste of both of our times. And for that, we're, we're going to go just expedite this entire <laughs> explanation. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you want to skip the rest of this, feel free. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Next track. Okay. Directed by Chuck Russell, Night, who did Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, which is... Widely thought of as probably the second best of the yeah yeah Freddy movies. Say that yeah. Uh, the Blob, The Mask, and Eraser. Like the mask, the mask, the mask, the mask. Really? Yeah. Budget of sixty million. I'll tell you that it actually made a profit. <sighs> Sixty-eight million. <laughs> Ninety-one. Oh oh shit. Oh then then I feel sorry for anybody that wanted to go see that because they were like I was. I, I was missold on what this was, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, IMDb says, a desert warrior rises up against the evil army that is destroying his homeland. He captures the enemy's key sorcerer, takes her deep into the desert, spoiler to her, Yeah. and prepares for a final showdown. Yeah, okay. That's about it. Um, the Rock is like among the last of some weird tribe. I don't even know where they're supposed to be. Yeah, Mesopotamia. Is it Mesopotamia? Yeah. Uh, they, oh yeah, so it, it opens with these tribe of guys who are chanting, oh, we've killed. We have killed Babylonians! We have killed Mesopotamians! We have killed Assyrians! We have never had the pleasure of killing an Acadia. We killed every culture except for and, the Acadians. Uh, yeah, so now we're going to kill the Acadians. And they've got the Rock's brother there. Yeah. And so the Rock comes in and, uh, you know, saves him. Every single action sequence in this movie is unbelievable and ridiculous and drawn out and boring I, in the first five minutes of watching this movie i was like i already hate this movie and i don't want to finish it <laughs> like there's i can tell yeah. there's gonna be nothing redeemable about no. this right so long story short uh this 
bad guy Memnon, short for Agamemnon. Yeah, that was the other weird thing. Because then the, the, the sorceress is this Chinese woman. Right. And, and her name's Cassandra. Oh, was it? I didn't yeah, look. <laughs> I, I think it was. And like, and it's meant to be like uh, the the like in like the in Troy, the the Cassandra yeah, see yeah. the future and no one believes. Oh. It's like she's just listed as the sorceress in uh, IMDb. Is she? Yeah, I could have swore her name was Cassandra at some point. I think I read that somewhere. Maybe not. Anyway, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, let me get back to this thing. Memnon uh, is kind of taking over the whole area and killing everybody. Um, a few. The last independent tribes band together. They hire the Rock and his brother and a couple other people of the Acadians to take out the sorceress. Or well, they don't know if it's a woman. They just say the sorcerer. The sorcerer. Yeah. Because without the sorcerer, Memnon can be killed. But Memnon's also supposed to be like he's also supposed to be the the best swordsman ever, right? Which I <laughs> yeah. thought was weird. How do you know? Yeah. Your yeah. world is limited to you know <laughs> exactly. thirty miles. Right? Yeah, exactly. What do you think Jet Li is doing over there? Yeah. So, bunch of stuff happens. Uh, he tries to kill. Uh, oh, she finally gets to the sorcerer, and it's a woman. It's played by she's played by Kelly Hu. They have a moment. Um, she stops Memnon from killing him by saying, "He shall not die tonight." Really? We shall see. Nor shall he die by your hand, or any hand you command. Is I think it's bullshit she's making up. Yeah. She says it like it's some yeah, sort of prophecy, yeah. but it's like she just wants to save his life because she doesn't like being with Memnon. He's kind of kept her captive her whole life. Uh, so this is basically live and let die where the sorceress is solitaire and James Bond fucks her yeah. and she loses her powers or except she doesn't. At that end? Yeah. <laughs> when she- when the rock gives the look into the camera of like, of like I'm gonna bang this girl, and so she's like, he's like, you're willing to lose your powers, and he like looks into the camera and he's like, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but that was the thing she told Memnon that I think it turns out she told Memnon that if she has sex, she'll lose her powers. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, by the time that he's in a whole harem of women, he's a whole harem of women. But like by the time that we get married, I will have conquered everybody, and I don't need your powers anymore. Yeah. So we'll we'll be good. Yeah. But then when the rock takes her away and they hook up, then we think she's lost her powers and Memnon does that little test with the snakes in the vases. Yes. And she she sort of fails it, sort of passes it, but then she's like, "Yeah, I told you that whole thing just so you I wouldn't have to sleep with you basically." <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. So I I just looked it up. So they're they're okay. Every every fandom has has a wikia. Okay, for their like so so this one's called the Wikipedia for for anything that's the mummy related. Oh no, really? Yeah, Wikipedia. Oh god, <laughs> and the, the mummy wiki. And I guess her name is Cassandra, but I, I don't think I think you're right that it never really gets said in this movie. Okay, but keep in mind there is like four sequels to the movie, so I think oh, that, right. <clears throat> I think they establish a name for her later on. Yeah. Because it says Cassandra was Memnon's sorceress and Matthias's queen in the 2002 film The Scorpion King. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I at the end of the movie, I'm like, this was a Conan movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can uh, see that. Yeah, and uh, I think I read online that people are like, yeah, this is, everyone just says yeah, it's basically a Conan movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it, that totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, I guess the Rock's character has some sort of scorpion theme going on. 
Yeah. Um, and oh, or gets, that 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 the, he gets stabbed with the scorpion arrow. Well, but I think I think arrow. that's. I think the Matthias, or not Matthias. That's that's the rock. I think Memnon has. He's got some. Oh, he's like, got the scorpion. He's got the scorpion theme yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. So when right. when Matthias conquers him, he yeah. becomes the scorpion king. Right. Right. Which is stupid because it's like they. Well, they said. Well, they said in the beginning, in the in the intro to the Memnon character, like uh, due to the rules of this tribe, the fiercest warrior becomes king. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not saying that's stupid. I'm just saying that 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 doesn't flow into the whole mummy. No. And in fact, this is what this is what I was having a hard, huge problem with is that they they make they make this Matthias character out to be an anti-hero, who right. who then kind of becomes a, a hero at the end. Yeah, yeah. He's not that at all in the. He's a, he's a enslaving asshole right. in the. He's the opening. basically Memnon. Yeah. <laughs> So so he so you're telling me that and this is supposed to take place after all the Scorpion King movies is the mummy. Yeah. So it's like cuz he obviously dies at the end of or he right. he's he some he become he conquers and then dies uh, at the beginning of Mummy yeah. 2. Right. So you're telling me that he was this great guy before who then just became an asshole? Yeah. Uh, uh, well I mean they're they're trying to terminate her to it. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sort of backwards. <laughs> backwards. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so kid so there's a he goes into the town to try and find the sorcerer and he gets pickpocketed mm -hmm. and then the he chases the kid down gets his money back says he'll pay is it a boy or a girl i forget i think it's a boy yeah he'll pay him if he gets him into the sorcerer's yeah chambers the kid gets caught with the money and they think the kid stole it so yeah. they're going to chop his hand off and the rock is like oh do i stop this or do i kill memnon and yeah, yeah. so it's like he stops the kid from getting his hand cut off and so that's what you're saying it's like they're painting him to be a real good guy yeah exactly he like you know? prevents the kid from having his hand yeah. cut off who is like you know was only there because the rock dragged him in there yeah this movie this movie is really weird because it tries to it tries to like be a hard pg-13 it's like yeah, Kelly Hughes mostly naked the whole movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're sort of like, well, we can't show her naked. We're gonna take every opportunity to make her as naked as possible, and then it's like all the action scenes are are like muted in their violence. Yeah, you never actually see anybody get like impaled or like yeah. It's always just like that classic bullshit where they slash and the person turns and then just like <laughs> Ugh, and falls. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact that, so the opening scene where the rock saves his brother. Yeah. He says boo. Boo. <laughs> yes, that was so annoying. <laughs> that's and that's oh god, I wouldn't even put that past I wouldn't even put that past being like the rock making that up. Like in the very beginning of his career, he was terrible. I think I think he he's taken a lot of lessons and he's grown as an actor. Yeah. I do like him in oh, modern yeah. things. I just I think that like he was doing like WWE like you know acting yeah. and and humor in movies for the first like five years of his career. Totally, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and compounding that in this movie is the music. Yeah, right. So half of it is. Oh my god the the, the ending credits are like this like. <laughs> Like hard metal, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? well, it's like it's like music metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a third tier winger cover band. <laughs> exactly. You know, 
was like, what is this? But then some of it, like, uh, this a little bit of the that's orchestral, which kind of seems out of place after you've been listening to this shitty, you know, hair rock for the yeah, first. yeah. And then it's like, oh well, this is completely copying John Williams. Yeah, you know. Oh, and then we have the Green Mile. Michael Clark Duncan fighting the Rock. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> and, then, and then I felt bad. I was like, oh, like this is this is uh, a low point in his career. Yeah. Also, Theoden low point in his career. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of low points. Yeah. And yet it's the beginning of the, the rise of The Rock. Yeah. Oh, and then again, so there was a thing in the first or second movie about dry quicksand. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. So I looked it up. There is no such thing. Like they yeah. have they have, they have have simulated dry quicksand in a lab. Like they can do sand in such a way that you could fall into it and get sucked in. Yeah. It has never been seen in the wild. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, and they do it again in this movie. There's also the weird scientist who is like yeah, obsessed with – That's yeah. Theoden. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, yeah. He invents gunpowder. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got this Chinese invention that I'm right. trying to like – Don't touch that. What is it? That's my special magic powder. Magic powder? Yeah, magic powder. It's from a Chinese formula that I procured at great expense. If I get the recipe right – It'll move mountains, clear roadways in an instant, do great things, wonderful things, more terrible things. I was like, all I needed was the saltpeter. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it grows everywhere. Yeah. Who knew that it's everywhere when you need it? Yeah. Oh, and they do the exact same shot. Almost from Top Secret, where there's a guard patrolling the top of a castle. Oh yeah, the grappling hook comes up. The guy climbs up and then throws the guard over the edge. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't break when he hits the bottom. Oh, jeez, shame. <laughs> oh, and there's so many slow motion shots that were not shot in high frame. Rate, yeah, yeah. You know, because you can tell it's just that really juddery, <clears throat> juddery, yeah, shitty slow mo. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, where later they're like, can we make this slow motion? Well, you didn't shoot it like that. Like, yeah. Can you just slow it down? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's. And they probably shot that on film. It's not that hard to right. just, like, okay, crank it up to 60 frames or, you know. It, it, yeah. I, don't know I don't know what the fast you could get, like, a 35 millimeter camera. Probably pretty fast. I think it's like a couple hundred frames per second. I had a budget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like for, for the cameras that are available. Right. I think, I think it, that's what I'm saying. Even, I think you can get a 35 millimeter camera up to like a couple hundred frames. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where you're like, um, I'd really like this scene to be in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. He didn't realize until later when he saw it how masterful it was <laughs> that it would, it would be in slow motion. Yeah. I know. And if they, if they only had an extra like four or five years, they could have used like uh, interpolating software like Twixter or something. Oh, sure. To, like make it slow motion. Oh, yeah. Final Cut Pro will do that now. Just do yeah. the uh, optical frame optical blending. Optical frame blending. Yeah. Done. It looks like garbage. But <laughs> it works, but it <laughs> looks better than this. They've got, they've got better software yeah. for it. So the, the only uh, trivia – that I noted was uh, in one scene, uh, Dwayne Johnson lying on his back springs to his feet. The director, Chuck Russell, wanted to include a physical feat which only Johnson could perform. Russell said he had never seen a six foot three inch man do that. What was it, like where he kicks and then gets up or something? Yeah. yeah. I can do that. I'm six two and I can do that. Well, I, <laughs> I should be in movies. <laughs> and they'd be a stunt double. It's like, get him and just, just get him to get up off his back. 
I, I, maybe maybe it's because of how heavy he is because he's a like he's a he's super buff super buff that it's like it would take that much more strength to be able to like kick up off maybe, the floor maybe uh, i mean i i put on some pounds <laughs> <laughs> i probably weigh as much as he does i could still do with a lot less muscle <laughs> with, with a lot less. <laughs> Now, now I, I want to see that. Uh, I, I, I should, I'm not saying I don't think you could do it. I saying. hadn't done it in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but when I was over in Korea, yeah. we were like doing some training one day and, I, and a couple of these other kids were talking about doing the, the kip-ups. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I used to be able to do that. And I was like, oh, man, I'll try it again. It took me like three or four tries, but I was able to do yeah, it. Able to do it, yeah. 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 On, you know, on padded floor. Any, anybody can add anything to that tri- those trivia sections. Oh, yeah. It's like, and they're, so, they're always written so poorly, yeah. too. <laughs> like, I know. Terrible English. It's like, The Rock liked to eat licorice on <laughs> during the making of the movie you're like yeah. okay they also considered keanu reeves for the role. Yeah, exactly. keanu reeves to play the rock right it, it was not even like they, they were just going to make him look like the rock yeah like in uh, looper where they made uh oh. just a gordon look like <laughs> yeah all right uh you want to spend any more seconds on this? Uh, no not talking about it we we need to we need to yeah. get to what the score is uh a two a two for two. me yeah. It's it's it might be I'm gonna go on record and say that I'm thinking real fast. It's the worst movie we've had to watch. I can't think of any movie worse than this that we've had to watch. Right. Okay. I'd I'd watch I'd watch Beverly Hills Cop three to uh, five more times before we're gonna watch <laughs> this one more time. I guess so, because at least that one had some humor to it. At least it had humor, at least it had like a plot to it that wasn't like I said, an excuse to just have the rock fight people. Yeah. It's it. This movie is is more action scenes than it is dialogue explaining the action scenes. Yeah, I would definitely watch the next Karate Kid again before watching this. Oh yeah, uh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. There was alien stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. barely though. AVP Requiem. That's a tough call. <sighs> what what I give that four? We both gave it a three. Three. I still I still say that I would I would rather watch. Yeah, because at least he can't see anything. It was so dark. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I'd still say yeah. this is the worst movie no. that we've had to watch. That's yeah. If it's not yeah, if it's not tied, it is the worst. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, IMDb gave it a generous five point five. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, so Rotten Tomatoes seven percent. 41 what i guess it didn't, didn't make a profit you said it made a profit it made, made like- no it lost wait no you're right it didn't make a profit it went uh, 60 to 91 and then 165 worldwide so 60 to 91 so it made 30 million dollars so it was just I don't, that's, that's just someone being like i like the rock he's yeah. good in it like that that's probably it that's probably like his it started like the his, rock fandom. His stardom is starting to rise. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's got the rock. It can't go wrong with the rock. Uh right. So how how do we fix this miasma? <sighs> well, you don't make a Scorpion King movie. No. You just that, that's a one-off character who's who honestly shouldn't have even been in the second movie. I mean, I understand he's the motivation for this whole thing. You, 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 but now you've got like two mummies essentially. I know you've got two emoteps, yeah. which they always have to do. Right? Yeah, they always have to like the second movie. Yeah, 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 right. Because yeah. the the in Batman the Joker was the only yeah. villain, and they had two villains in the second <laughs> movie. Um, yeah, I would say 
to fix the well, fix three, move it back to Egypt, get me a new mummy, get me a new mummy, and, sure. and I'll, I'll I'll even go with you and say new Egyptian mummy. Sure, that's somewhere else. Tutankhamun. Yeah, he's on tour. He's <laughs> live and around the world. He's on the road, baby. But what's what's the weirdest place you could put him? Probably uh, Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His body is doing a tour across America right. and somehow in the Midwest. Yeah. He springs to life <laughs> through some curse. No, he comes to life in Los Angeles and he becomes a hot star DJ. Yeah. He's uh he's the new action hero. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, did you ever read any of the Anne Rice uh, vampire novels? I, I I know about them, but cuz I've done some Yeah. I, I really like uh Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And so I did some like research on the, that whole right uh, yeah i read all of those and they she ties that stuff into mummies because right? like the vampires and mummies are sort of the same thing they're just like they're undead undead but they're like the mummies just kind of got done up a different way yeah I can, well they're just wrapped in like yeah yeah, yeah. i can see that does she rope in any other monster like things and not that i know they're like werewolves or like no nah. you sure about that no, not in the four books that i read <laughs> <laughs> how many are there well so it was interview the vampire Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Dead, and the Mummy, or Ramses the Damned. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, Ramses was like the first vampire, essentially, or whatever. I don't remember. Those are the four that I read. Uh, vampires and mummies. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mummy. The mummy. Give me. Just give me a good old classic mummy. Yeah. Give me. Give me. Give, give me, me a, a mummy. shambling mummy. Yeah. <laughs> give me a mummy that just takes place in a temple the entire time. Sure. Just like yeah. scrambling to get away from him, it's they did it for fucking AVP. It was all in a temple, right? Like, yeah, sure. it's just like it's this sprawling temple underground that connects all of Egypt to, mm -hmm. to who the fucking knows. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a couple ways you could fix it. Well, first off, you get the you get you write out or get the original actress back for number three. Yeah, and no kids, and no kids. Yeah, I say you age them up in two a little bit. If you have to do anything, he's like fourteen instead of and get a good like teenage actor sure. instead of like a shitty okay <laughs> yeah. eight year old actor eight year old yeah um yeah I don't know this one this one's a hard one to fix it is it's like you just stop yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't really need to be I'm just curious what they're gonna do if they're doing this universal monster universe like how do you tie in the mummy how do you do more than one mummy movie and tie it in with the different there's got to be there's got to be there always has to be a bigger and badder evil than all of them and they have to like yeah which by definition or they, or they all dracula. team up or right. something yeah i mean i guess it has to be i mean dracula is like the he's the the top of the pyramid of right. of the, the monster the wolfman is is a victim of his own situation yeah frankenstein is just just a hulk yeah you know yeah and then the mummy well they made a good job they did a good job of making the mummy sort of intelligent and a driver and a and a and you know an intentional actor in the yeah, yeah. instead of just a shambling corpse yeah but i guess if you think about it the the frankenstein is actually more sort of a sympathetic character because mm -hmm. it's it's i mean if you look if you look at the actual book like mary shelley's frankenstein right. sort of like it's other people's persecution of him yeah like that is the catalyst for the fear rather than like him being an evil character right so yeah he's a an outcast yeah like i said it all ties back to monster squad <laughs> <laughs> bring, 
where the 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 Frankenstein is the hero. All right. Yeah. You know, you need to go watch my my uh, Monster Squad, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to finish it off with uh, Wolfman's got nards. That's that's the, that's the quotable phrase from Monster Squad <laughs> okay. when Wolfman gets kicked in the crotch. Wolfman's right. got nards. Yeah, I have definitely listened to at least one podcast where they talked about Monster Squad, so I've heard of it. Just never watched it. Yeah, it's who's it? It's written by somebody. It's written by somebody that you'd be like, oh my god, that person. Really? All right, look at look over this Monster Squad. I want to say it's um, Shane Black. Shane Black. Yes. Holy yes. crap! Yes, I knew. I knew it was. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was Shane Black. Wow! Yeah. I couldn't tell. If, I I couldn't remember if it was Shane Black or then I kept being like, maybe it's weirdly Chris Columbus, but I don't think it is. <laughs> like because he's more wholesome. Yeah. But then nope. It's it's yeah. It's Shane Black. And I don't recognize anybody in the cast. You don't? No. Who should I know? Uh, Andre Gower, Robbie yeah, Kiger, the, the Wolfman, the Wolfman. That's not listed. He's not, or it's it's uh, hold on. Does he have a name? He's uh, he's the the uncle in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Grease. Yeah. Desperate man, they call him. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, keep that in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> never watch that movie. And that's about all we got. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sequel Harder. For more podcasts like this, check out neosus.com. And you can find us as Sequel Harder on Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time.